Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready? Are you ready? Football Friday, big sales, national football show. And we appreciate everybody coming aboard. What a red October it's been for the Phillies. We got game one of the World Series tonight. We got Steelers and Eagles on Sunday. The National Football League on Sunday. Even have a Monday game. So guess what? Your clock starts early. On Sunday, college football, I mean, there are some electric games on Saturday. So what a great sports time. And you know what? It's not a cliche. It's fact. It's fact. It's a great sports time of the year right now. And we welcome you aboard here, man. You know what? If you can't find something to gravitate to now, whether it be the World Series or the NFL, last night too, by the way, what a storyline. Tom Brady, hey, you want to hear something? You hear all the people throwing out sorrow for Brady? Let me show you something here. Personally, of course. Professionally, I don't care. Hey, dude, everyone has an issue in their life. The great ones can departmentalize it. I guarantee you if Tom Brady was 25 and he was going through this, it'd be a different Tom Brady on Sundays or Thursday night. He's on the back nine of his career right now. By the way, I'm not saying I don't feel for the guy. Any man in his right mind would feel for the guy. But professionally, I don't care. You're three and five, dude. That's all I know. You're Tom Brady. You didn't come back for this. You're a champion. Dig that team out of that hole. I believe he can. I believe he will. We'll talk more about that. Again, there's two sides to being a pro athlete. Your personal life, your professional life. Unfortunately, sometimes they collide like this. Brady's never had this kind of adversity in his life. I told you this and I made the comparison with Tiger. And Tom Brady, in a way, not that his situation is same. However, it's personal issues. This is why guys like Nicholas were able to overcome all that stuff because they kept themselves grounded. 
like I said, we'll talk more about this because it has affected his play. By the way, real quick, Lamar Jackson last night, you just got to do this for him. Here's a man that's investing in himself. He was electric in the second half of that game, that run. This guy's got like spidey senses. When people are coming up behind him in the open field, he's amazing. This guy's got like spidey senses on the field. Dude, you're going to pay and you're going to pay if you're DaCosta and you're Biscotti, the owner of the Ravens. My God almighty, you allowed that guy to play through a contract, he turns down 250-some-odd million dollars and goes, I'm going to invest in myself. Bro, if that guy doesn't have a catastrophic injury this year, you're going to pay through the wazoo for this kid. He is electric. That guy was the best quarterback on the field last night. And not only that, he was a top-five guy last night. Man. He is some ball player. You want to hear something else? I wrote some stats down on him. I wrote some stats on him. Do you know, like, like he's 40, 44 and 17 as a starting quarterback. You know he's got a higher passer rating than Peyton Manning? This guy's got a higher passing passer rating than Peyton Manning. Who would have ever thought that after watching him in his first year when he took over for Flacco? Couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Next year, he's a unanimous MVP. Only Tom Brady's ever done that. Man, he is a great football player. He's a great football player. Unbelievable. God, we have so much stuff to hit on. Hey, before we get into football here, Okay, um, don't call Bryce Harper Mr. October yet. Let me give you some stats on Mr. October. In 27 World Series games, Reggie Jackson hit 357 with 10 home runs and 24 RBIs. 755 slugging percentage. That's not postseason numbers. Those are World Series numbers. And he has five World Series titles. Three in Oakland, two in New York. Everywhere Jackson went, they won. Reggie was Mr. and is Mr. October. No one, you could name that World Series trophy after Reggie, and I'd have no problem with it. I mean, this guy is in the conversation with Babe Ruth and Gehrig. Harper has to win it. Reggie said that. He goes, hey, you want that? title you want that distinction you got to win it you can't just perform well bonds was spectacular in the world series against the angels he didn't win it he hit something like 419 in that series didn't win it bonds was awesome in that angel series gotta win it harper's gotta win it okay think about that Jackson, 357 in 27 World Series games. 
10 home runs, 24 RBI, 755 slugging percentage. Numerous times he hit over 400 with the A's and Yankees in the postseason. Reggie's ALDS numbers are insane. Unbelievable postseason ball player. And remember, they didn't play multiple games back then. That's right, baby. Reggie, right there, Philadelphia's finest. <laughs> That's right. Reggie, Reggie is a Philadelphia dude. Went to Arizona State. What a great baseball player. That's Mr. October. Bryce is there, man. He's got a chance to get that distinction. Starts tonight, game one of the World Series. Guys, I want to give you a scouting report. Over Transition over to football now. I want to give you a scouting report by Butch Davis. And I asked Butch Rob about Robert Quinn, who looks like he's going to play this weekend against the Steelers. Butch recruited him at UNC. Loved the kid. He says he's one hell of a guy. Loved, loved coaching him. Loved everything about Robert Quinn. I said, Butch, give me your assessment on Robert Quinn and who he is and what he is. And I posted this, by the way, on my Twitter page. This is Butch's response on who Robert Quinn is. One of the best athletes I've ever coached was a super heavyweight wrestler in high school. State and on the national level was one of the great wrestlers in the United States. Wrestled at UNC. Freaky quickness. Speed off the edge. It gets around the corner like no one. 18 and a half sacks last year. His numbers would be freaking if he had another DL opposite of him this year. His numbers would be right down the line, he thinks. This year, if he had somebody on that D-line that could help him out. He's going to get that now in Philly. I think he has had like three all-pro seasons. He may not be like he was in years four, five, and six, but he's clearly going to help the Eagles, especially with what the Eagles have on their defensive line. Butch Davis thinks he's going to make an impact for your football team. Butch talks to him still. They both communicate. Butch watches his game film. They go back and forth. He has been a mentor for Robert Quinn his entire career because Butch didn't care about the heart issue. Not that he didn't care, but it didn't phase him in recruiting him. Loves him. Loves him. Okay, just absolutely loves him. Yeah, we will have, finally, our friend Jason Cole about all these trades and a little bit of news on the Alvin Kamara deal. That'll be at 5.30 Eastern time, Xander. Sorry for not sending that to you. Robert Quinn double-teamed 58 times this year. Wendell, thank you very much, and you're correct. He's been the most double-teamed Defensive lineman so far this year, according to NFL stats. Butch thinks he's got a lot left, and he is going to be a factor. You see what Jerry Jones said about it? Wow. That's a really great move for Philly. Jerry Jones made the comment. Okay? Xander's like, my prediction 
of the day is that Brady storms back and turns the Bucks around. I agree. I agree. I completely agree. Why wouldn't you not give him the latitude of that? He's Tom Brady and he's done it. Quinn had a brain tumor too. Absolutely. Quinn's wrestling experience gives him knowledge of leverage. That's what we talked about. Absolutely. Okay? The Stanford guys, thank you. (laughs) Eagles, that's right, Timothy. Part of that deal with Robert Quinn is the final two years of Quinn's deal, the Eagles and Quinn have agreed that they're voiding the final two years, which means this. If he puts up 10 sacks, I could see the Eagles bringing him back on another year. He puts 10 sacks up. The Eagles aren't letting him roll. They're not. And if he puts up 10 sacks, he might find himself in a position like Von Miller, Khalil Mack, right? This guy's looking to get one more paycheck. I don't blame him. Now he's on a Super Bowl contending team. So I was glad to hear Butch say, this guy's got stuff left in the tank, Dan. The Bears D-line sucks. There's nothing on that Bears D-line. Okay, there's just nothing on that Bears D-line. He's going to go into Philadelphia and make a factor. If they use him correctly, he's going to be a factor for Philly. I think you're going to see a factor maybe even on Sunday because I don't really think much of the Steelers. We're going to get to this game here in a second. But I don't really think that Steeler O-line, they're going through transition right now. The Steelers' O-line is not the Steelers' O-line that we've seen over the last three decades. That's not who that team is right now. Okay, it's not. Sports, he is playing Sunday. From what I'm hearing, bummer no Kamara. Manster, remember what I said about Kamara? He's a wish list guy. I believe the target is the kid in Cleveland. However, the Rams are now in the conversation for Kareem Hunt. I'll get into the trade conversations here in a second, but I wanted to give you that update and what people are saying about Robert Quinn joining the Eagles. Let's go into that now and transition into that, the latest. Look, I've been saying the whole time, Alvin Kamara is a wish list dude. And there's no question that would be somebody that you would just absolutely want to have on your football team because he's going to make any team better, especially if you have an energy quarterback and a quarterback playing at the level that Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen or anyone is playing. When you have a guy like Drew Brees, you're going to catch 81 passes when you have that kind of skill set that Alvin Kamara has. Okay? They don't have that in New Orleans right now. That's why he's making all those social media gestures and all of that. He's not happy with the losing. Why would you be? He's had over a decade of winning since he's been a saint. But he was always a wish list guy. Dan, what do you think the chances of getting Alvin Kamara are? You guys asked me that for the last two days. What did I say? I think he's a wish list guy. It's going to demand more capital and draft capital to get a guy like that out of New Orleans. Hard to do that when we're talking about November 1st versus the offseason. Make sense? I do think that Kareem Hunt is still a target. However, you've got to fight off 
the Bills and the Rams. Now, Cleveland helping the Bills, they'd rather trade the kid, in my, my opinion, out of the conference and get, him in the a- and get him in the NFC, get him out of the AFC. Why would you send him to Josh Allen knowing full well you may have to butt heads with that team down the line once you get to Sean Watson on a football field and playing? Most likely the next three years, not so much this year. But why would you want to run into Kareem Hunt sitting up there in Buffalo? Kareem Hunt is the missing piece in Buffalo that makes them complete too. Every football team has a piece that is the one piece. And the Eagles are thinking it's Robert Quinn. I think it could be a safety and also maybe another running back. But I think they can do without. But if you added a guy like Kareem Hunt to the backfield, your red zone goal line issues are over with. He's your guy. And I would say this to you. The reason that I don't think that the Rams are in the conversation, the Rams are talking about future third-round picks. They don't have a lot of draft capital to move around, nor do they have a lot of cap space to do anything with. You know, they talk, and I don't know how they continue to do this. Every single time when they need a player, they go find him and they make room. I don't know what credit card they're using. But they make things happen. Les Snead and Kevin Demoff, the executives with the Rams, along with Sean McVay. Man, they, these guys have card blanche from Stan Kroenke, the owner. You know, they, they have card blanche to make moves like this. It's pretty remarkable. And again, in Philadelphia, the reason that you have more card blanche to move around, as we've been saying the last couple of days, is why? Well, it's clearly because of Jalen Hurts' contract. That gives him the affordability. So, are they done by November 1st? We're going to get to that here in a second, okay? Let's get to the topics here. Got a bunch of stuff. To get to here, man. Sills Brady's done. Really? You're going there? Haven't we been saying that for a decade now? Brady's done. Haven't we? So Quinn Forfourth don't have to pay his salary. And when it comes, when he becomes a free agent and signs with another team, the birds get a compensation pick. That's correct. That's how that works. By the way, I, I, I see my, my my internet is going a little bit in and out here. Please stay with us here. We Hopefully, it's going to turn around here in a second. So, if not here, we'll, we'll take a break here in a second. But let's see if it comes back here in a second here. So, before we begin the, the topics here. But, yes. Okay. Yes. Brady was kind of stinking last night. Yeah, he was. That whole team sucks. They miss Bruce Arians. Okay? That's okay, sports. It's 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 us, but it's trying to come back now. So thank you guys for hanging in there, and we appreciate you guys doing that too. We're going to get to the topics here in a second. Yeah, I mean, and the only guy really playing his ass off last night was Shaq Barrett. Seals, do you have Cox Cable? I do. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. 
Let's get to the topics now. Steelers, Sunday. Um, yeah, ACL last night out for the season. Shaq Barrett, I know. Boy, they're just a walking mash unit now. The whole thing is a train wreck in Tampa. Bruce Arians is so needed. They, he is so needed as the head football coach. You turn it, you turn the team over to Todd Bowles. I'm not saying Todd Bowles is a bad head coach, but let Todd Bowles do what he does best. He's a defensive coordinator. And by the way, the Buccaneer defense sucks. I can't believe how bad White is playing. That whole defense looks bad. Hey, there's no question that the Philadelphia Eagles could smash that team right now. There is no doubt about it. There is no doubt about it. You don't have to fear the Bucs. I still would not want to see Tom Brady in the postseason, though, in a playoff game. And if I had to, I want to see him in Philly, not in Tampa. Not that I think that'll happen because I do not believe that the Eagles are going to lose that amount of games, so they wouldn't be hosting that team if they had to play them in the postseason. I think the Bucs right now, their best shot, they got to win that South or they're not going to the playoffs. Now, you're three and five. You're still in it in the NFC. You understand that, right? You're still in it. Like if Atlanta wins this weekend, I think they're in first place in the South. So the Bucs are still in this thing. There's just like a lack of communication going on with the Bucs right now. Let's get into the Steeler game a little bit here. What to expect the Pittsburgh Steelers? What would you do to beat this Steeler team? How would you guys attack the Steelers on Sunday? Let me throw this at you here. Look at a quarterback play. When you have inexperienced quarterbacks, what do you do? Bring pressure. Bring pressure or hope your guys get home. This is a great situation for Robert Quinn and for Hassan Reddick. Wind those dudes up and let those guys go eat. Let those guys get home. Let those guys go after and let those guys put the pressure on them. See if that works first because I don't believe that that Steeler old line could stop the front seven of the Eagles. Even without pressure. Jonathan Gannon is not going to have to come up with cosmetic or he's not going to have to come up with designer-type blitzes and stunts. You're not going to have to do anything exotic here against that Steeler O-line. All you're going to have to do is get good play. By the way, Fletcher Cox and Hardgrave, you've got to be effective on first down. Do not let up gaping plays that give the Steelers hope and keeping them in third and short. Keep those quarterbacks, Kenny Pickett, Trubisky, whomever. Doesn't really matter. They have nobody on that offense at the quarterback position that makes me go, hey, let me be concerned about this guy. Put the ball in his hands. Stop Najee Harris. Make sure Pickens doesn't get going along with Claypool. And you got this thing. Jonathan Gannon doesn't have to be spectacular in this game. To beat the Steelers. He doesn't. He does not have to be spectacular. Let his guys go after him. Play it like you did. But I would say this to you. Coming out of the bye. 
Look for the energy level. The Eagles have to have high energy in this game. Know this. Mike Tomlin's going to have that Steeler team ready to roll. He's a fabulous coach. It's not going to be because of lack of effort that Pittsburgh loses this game on Sunday. As a matter of fact, they're going to play 60 minutes of football in Pittsburgh. You better be prepared for that. You better be prepared. Or you will get upset. And you would get upset by a team that has lesser, far lesser talent than you. I'll get to their defensive side of the ball, too, here in a second. I see TJ Watt was practicing today. I don't know if he's going to be on the field on Sunday, but he looks awful close. He looks awful close. Guy coming off of IR, you know what I would do? I'll get to that in a minute. Okay, just get after the quarterback. Get after the quarterback like you did in Washington. You put pressure on the quarterback, stop the run. Pittsburgh can't beat you. They cannot beat you. As for the offense, dude, if TJ Watt's on that field and he's coming off IR, run at him. Just like you did Michael Parsons. The only way to neutralize a really good pass rusher is what? Run at him. And you've got a guy coming off of the injury list. Test that out. See if he's healthy. Run at his ass. Run at him. Try to run him over. Try to beat him up. For whatever reason, they got Hayward in the middle. They're not very good on defense. You don't really have, and get this, you don't have to throw the ball 35 times in this game. Man, you could throw the ball 25 times in this game. Jalen getting out in the perimeter, controlling the clock, run them off the field. You could beat that team 27 to 10. 27 to 10 is what the score should be. 27, 10. And then you know what you do? You coast it home. You don't have to do anything stupid. You don't have to. Well, what about the second? Who cares? Run them off the field. Get to the next game coming out of the bye. That team is inferior to you. Treat them like it. They really have no talent in Pittsburgh. Outside of TJ Watt, Najee Harris, Pickens looks good. Claypool's kind of good. I think he's overhyped a tad. I actually think the kid from George is better. Watts, obviously, TJ Watt is absolutely a great ball player. And I think Hayward's a great ball player. But they can't stop the run. 31-10, Birds, sure. Okay. Getting over 30 points, sure. Okay. This is, this is a game that you're the alpha dog in. This is a game, if you get into a, a pitch and catch type game, why? Why would you take the chance of three and outs to give the Steelers more opportunities to have series? Limit their series, man. Limit them to 10 series at most. And you win that game handily. Okay? You win the game handily. Handily. I think Pickens is a good football player. 35-13, Birds. I can't see Pittsburgh scoring 25 points or more. I just can't see it. Where are you getting your offense from? 
Najee Harris, man, is a man on an island. He's got no O-line and no quarterback play, and he's a good football player. He's not quite Derrick Henry, but I'll tell you what, man, he's a good football player, and I'd love to have him on my football team. But he's in no man's land right now. The holes are not there. Quarterback play doesn't help on play action pass. There is no reason for the Eagles to be in a football game with this team going into halftime. No reason for it. Okay? No reason for it. Got to go deep, expose those weak corners. Timothy, why not expose the weak D-line? It's what you do best. You run the ball. Why would you throw the ball in the air on higher turnover percentage plays versus run the ball, which you're effective at? You're trying to limit turnovers and the opportunity for the other team to make a turnover. Deep passes? What do you mean deep pass? Why? When they can't stop the run. 62 to 6 Eagles? I don't think that. Control the clock, man. You've got this game. You're going into this game. The Eagles, the Eagles know this. The Steelers' biggest fear is this, that they don't throw the ball a lot, and they just run the ball down their throat, and they can't stop it. The Steelers already know they're getting into a fight with Mike Tyson. They're fighting Tyson, and they're Floyd Mayweather. And to fight a guy like Tyson, you got to withstand the bombs that are coming at you. The way that the Eagles try to dominate you at the point of attack. We'll also be able to find out a little bit more about the Eagle health. Okay? Sirianni and Steichen get too cute. They made Jalen throw too much in the first quarter. I, I don't want to see any of that. There's no, re- need, there's no need for that. Need to play smash mouth ball, take care of business, move on to the next game. With as limited damage as possible. You know, we're starting to get into the point of the season now where injuries are going to start playing a factor for every single team, including the Philadelphia Eagles. You can't lose key personnel guys like a Malata at left tackle, Kelsey at center. Hey, look, I know that there's a capable backup to Jason Kelsey, but there's no backup that has the experience that Jason Kelsey has. What you lose with a guy like Jason Kelsey, if he is somehow not able to play for a stretch of games, you lose a quarterback of your offensive line. I do everything in my power, which is run the ball. Pass protection, you know what happens in pass protection? You get bent over. You fall over guys. You get caught in traffic. When you're run blocking, you're plowing ahead. You get up, go to the next play. Plowing ahead, get up, go to the next play. I'm not saying there's not traffic in there and there's not chances for 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 um, for injuries, but I think you have more of an opportunity at getting hurt more on pass probe than you do on running the ball. I think that's an offensive lineman's favorite thing to do is run the ball. Pass probe, you don't know what's behind you. Blow knees out. How many times do you see guys rolled up on, ankles rolled up on, knees getting crushed in the pile because of pass protection? Okay, I mean, this is a game you, you want to get out of this game. Pittsburgh's going to play hard. Pittsburgh is going to play hard in this ball game. But again, I say 27-10. Eagles haven't really put up a lot of 30-point games 
But I, I, I say 27-10. Would I be shocked if they put up a 34 nugget? Absolutely not. I would not be shocked if they did that. But um, 27-10 is where I'm going with that. Yeah, here's Lamar Jackson. By the way, a little bit more on that. Lamar Jackson's 44-15 and 15 since he's been a starter in Baltimore. He's got a higher quarterback rating than Peyton Manning does in his career. How's that for you? Poof. I couldn't have been more wrong about it, dude. Unbelievable. All right. Second topic. November 1. Will Howie make another move by November 1st and the trading deadline? Will he make another move? I think Howie's going to make another move. I don't think it's going to be a front-line move, though. I don't think it's going to be a front-line move. Kareem Hunt, to me, is the no-brainer. They want a third and and a fourth or a third and a fifth. For him, we're going to know more about, from what I'm understanding, the people that are around Andrew Barry, we're going to know more about that come Monday, Tuesday. Okay? Come Monday, Tuesday, we're going to know a little bit more with that. By the way, the Browns. Cleveland plays Monday night. That's why this move has not been made with Kareem Hunt. Okay? The Browns play Cincinnati on Monday night. We're not going to know anything more about Kareem Hunt until Tuesday as we get closer to November 1. They play on Monday. Okay? If you don't see Kareem Hunt in that ball game on Monday, you'll know he's being dealt to somebody the next day. We'll know a lot about the status of Kareem Hunt come Monday. I think they're going to let it go through the weekend. And you know what? why they're going to let it go? And I'm talking Cleveland. Why they're going to let it go through the weekend? They're going to wait and see what teams are going to do when it comes to injuries and where they are. Because look, some teams may say that they're out of it come Sunday night. And they may just start wholesaling everybody and go, why would I get into this and give up draft capital right now when I don't have to and I'm going to wait till the April draft? Why would I do that? They wouldn't. So I think they wait till Sunday night before they start making decisions. You don't have to panic here if you're Cleveland. Remember, too, you you surrendered a shitload of draft capital to Houston. You need picks. You've got a quarterback that you have to build around still, and that's Deshaun Watson. 2022 for Cleveland? Dude, this is... This is just a get-through year for them. They know they're not going to be competitive. Now, look, they get the kid back. He's going to be rusty. We all know this. So they get the kid back. He's going to be rusty. All right? That's right. Eagles fan, if Cleveland – actually, Jacob, Jacob, if Cleveland loses Monday – there's a better chance that you see Kareem Hunt sitting in a Philadelphia Eagle gear the next day. That's correct. That's correct. 
Hunt is a running back, not a quarterback. He's not worth the baggage. What baggage? Because he hit that chick? That's not baggage. The league doesn't think it's baggage. You guys look at that wrong, like you're moralist. What do you care? You've had Michael Vick on your team. Seriously, what do you care about any issues that Kareem Hunt has? If the league doesn't. I hate when I hear people talking like that. You don't want a kid on your team, so he goes to the Rams, and the Rams, potentially, they put Kareem Hunt on the team, and all of a sudden, the Rams are back being the Rams again? Do you want that, really? You want to run into the Rams like that? I don't. I don't give a shit about Kareem Hunt's issues. Can he play? Does he show up on Sundays? And is he productive? I'm not, seriously, I'm not a psychologist. I'm a football player. Act like it. Honestly, man. Now, again, if the league thinks that Kareem Hunt is a problem, ban him for life. You could have banned Deshaun Watson for life. You could have banned um, Leonard Little after he killed those two people drunk driving. Those guys were back in the league. What do you care? I've always said this about OJ. If OJ was let off the hook and he had just gained 2,003 yards and he murdered two people, OJ had been in a Bills uniform the next year. He would have. NFL would have went like this. Well, he's suspended, but we'll bring him back and he can play because he was exonerated in a court of law. I would have loved to have seen how the NFL would have handled that OJ case if he was an active player. I guarantee you he would have played. I guarantee it. What would, he, what, would, what, what, what would you have stood on? He was found innocent. I'm not saying he is. I'm saying that they found him innocent in a court of law. OJ would have played. OJ would have played. The league puts these guys back in the league all the time. Sills, don't you care about character? That's not my concern. I don't own the team. I don't pay the guys. I don't sign the guys. I play who's ever in the locker room with me. That's all I can do. That's all the control I have. Now, you don't have to go to dinner with them. You don't have to be boys with them, but you got to play with them. How many people do you work with in your work that you hate, but you know you have to work with because your boss put them in there and hired them? Same thing. There's no difference. There's people you hate that you work with. Your boss hired them. You got to work with them. It's what it is. There's no difference from an NFL locker room. No difference. None. There's no video of Vic killing or abusing dogs. Brandon. He spent 18 months in Leavenworth. Do you think he really needed video? This guy did hard time in Leavenworth. I mean, do you truly think you needed any video doing 18 months in Leavenworth? I mean, come on now. Man, Hunt's issues are a non-factor in acquiring the kid. I could care less. And so should you. The NFL doesn't care. 
I think he's the target. Would it shock me if Howie ends up signing a um, a safety for depth? No. It would not shock me. Okay? It would not shock me. Depth, tight end position, kind of unlikely. By the way, John McMullen was talking about Andre Dillard. I'm sure the Eagles are getting calls on Andre Dillard. And I'm sure they're getting calls on Jack Driscoll. I mean, you got to look look at the poor O-line play. Do you know that Howie's got to be sitting there thinking? There's no question, I would say this to you, that Jack Driscoll and Andre Dillard, that's who people are calling Philly about. Hey, I know you guys are deep in the O-line. Driscoll's played a lot. Dillard's still coming back from injury. What do you want for Dillard? I'll take a one. Start there. Why not? Teams are desperate right now. Why not? Can't give you a one. Okay. How about a two? Howie doesn't have to move these guys. Howie knows, Howie knows in his heart of hearts, these guys are safety belts. These guys are seat belts. Jack Driscoll is proving to be the Swiss Army knife. Guard, tackle, left, right. Look, he's not exceptional, but he's kind of like Barrett, Barrett Brooks. You could play him anywhere. And to be fair, Barrett was a starter for six years of his 12. It's remarkable. But you could play Jack in any position, possibly outside of center. Why would you get rid of that? That's a value to the Eagles. That's why teams are calling the Eagles for their two linemen now. There is no question. I asked Butch, Butch, if you're a team and you call the Philadelphia Eagles, what would you be calling for? He goes, the depth in their old line. I'll tell you this. Butch Davis is the guy who recruited Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Clinton Portis, Edgerin James, Reggie Wayne, Bryant McKinney. Warren Sapp, Russell Maryland, Cortez Kennedy, Jonathan Vilma, John Beeson. Can I go on? He's the guy that recruited all them dudes. He knows talent. And he goes, I'd want two of them, those two linemen they have, they're backups. Who are they? I go, Jack Driscoll and um, Andre Dillard. He goes, yeah, because look at the poor old line play that's going around the NFL. There's no doubt that Howie must be receiving at least five calls a day about those two guys. Absolutely, those two guys have to be front and center. I doubt, maybe Howie floated out that he would move Fletcher Cox because of whatever, but I doubt it that anybody would take that $14 million salary. The Eagles would have to eat all that. Why would they do that? Just keep him on the football team. He's on a one-year contract right now. Okay. Driscoll is okay, needs time. As far as I'm concerned, Jack Driscoll has done a fine job for being a replacement when you need injury replacement. It's not that far off of dive when he's in there. He's not that bad. And he's going to continue to get better and better and better and better and become more valuable, valuable to the Eagles process of potentially winning the Super Bowl. That guy may start 
in the Super Bowl for you, like you guys had in 17 where you guys needed to put people together. Don't. He's a true asset. Thank you, Paul. Paul's usually very critical of big sales. Your coverage of the trade deadline has been awesome. Thank you so much, Paul. The corner safety punt return guy makes the most sense. Yeah, because it's it, it would mean low assets that you would have to surrender for a punt returner. Okay? What a luxury to have. Picking, it's an amazing luxury. It's an amazing luxury. Jeff Stoutland has built depth with the people that they've drafted in the O-line and his ability to coach kids. I'll tell you something right now. There is no doubt one of the reasons that that Alabama dynasty was built the way it was is because Jeff Stoutland was dominant in that old line. And this is probably the first year that I've seen that Alabama doesn't really have the best old line. They lost a ton of guys over the last three years in that old line. I don't think they're as dominant. And some of those guys are not going to Georgia, A&M, Florida. You're seeing guys at Tennessee now, Ohio State. Stoutland poured the cement to put the foundation at Alabama to really have that. And it's kind of eroded a little bit. Nick's not getting the same guys. Is nil a factor? Probably. Okay, probably. One thing's for sure, Sills can read. Manster, not well at times, though. (laughs) The only thing we need is depth. We're not upgrading. Boy, I'll tell you what. Kareem Hunt, though, man, makes your backfield like 17. Can you imagine having Kareem Hunt and Miles Sanders in the backfield? You'd use Hunt on goal line down in the red zone like that? Boy, I got to tell you, man, I don't think Miles Sanders is a very good goal line runner. I think he's pretty damn good from 20 to 20, but you don't really have that that LeGarrette Blunt dude, and he could be that guy for you. Thank you, Manster. I appreciate it, brother. Hunt is an upgrade. You know what, sports? I think I think Hunt upgrades the position. Miles is playing great, dude. There's no bitching at Miles Sanders. There's no bitching. I just don't think he's a really... I don't think he's a superstar red zone guy. By the way, top of the hour, week eight of the NFL. I want to take a look at that, okay? A little bit more of a recap, too, um, on last night's ball game last night with Brady versus the Lamar Jackson Ravens. Dude, Lamar's a spectacular player. Now, if I'm Jalen Hurts, I'm watching how Baltimore's handling this. Because you know what you could see? If Baltimore's hedging on paying Lamar, Philly's going to, too. The Eagles will, too. Currently, right now, On October 28th, Jalen's not better than Lamar Jackson. However, the similarities are there. Lamar's older. Well, Lamar, you see, stop comparing 
the growth of Jalen Hurts with Josh Allen, compare it more with Lamar Jackson. Because those are the similar types of players. Lamar's a better passer today. Okay? Those are the guys you compare. Don't compare to Josh Allen. Josh Allen has a freak arm. Okay? He's got a freaky passing arm. There's nothing special about Jalen's passing arm. Okay? And personally, I don't think there's anything special about Lamar's passing arm. But combined with it all together, he is spectacular. Make sense? Okay. He's, He's not better than Lamar Jackson, guy. Lamar Jackson, 47 and 14 as a starting quarterback in the NFL. You're high. Unanimous MVP. Led the NFL in passing touchdowns. Jalen will never lead the NFL in passing touchdowns, ever. Ever will he lead the NFL in passing touchdowns. It's not his game. It's not a rip. It's not a rip. It's not how he plays. And like I said a couple days ago, for the record on Jalen, look at the rest of the NFC quarterbacks. There's nobody lighting up touchdown passes right now. He's kind of in the mix between 6 and 10 or 6 and 11. Nobody's playing great football at the quarterback position except for Jalen in the NFC. Stafford's not doing well. Aaron Rodgers is not playing well. Brady was outplayed by Lamar last night. He was awesome in the second half. I never thought, Philly, that Lamar would lead the NFL in touchdown passes either. But he's more skilled as a passer, in my opinion. Now, Jalen's hard work. Here, here, here's one thing that I will concede to you on Jalen Hurts. Okay? Nothing is out of the realm of possibility for him because of how he works and how he prepares. I'll I'll concede to that. Okay? That this kid, he sees a deficiency in his game, he works on it. That's who he is. Okay? And I agree. He's... Jalen Hurts, I would say this to you. Jalen Hurts has been the funnest guy to cover in a long time for me. Because you're watching a kid who nobody wanted. Even fans in Philly. Nobody wanted that second pick. And you're watching it. And it's, nobody's rooting against him. You're watching a story where he's, he's taking all the naysayers and having success. Okay? He's been fun to watch. Jalen's a political politician. You, you, you must be talking about Astros and Phillies. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You can make fun of that for a little bit here, but I wouldn't really lose sleep over that. I think it's fun to kind of, I think it's fun to kind of like uh, give him a couple jabs. Oh, okay. Now you're a Phillies fan. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Guys, please hang in there with me. I see the internet's kind of fluctuating a little bit. Please hang in there. It'll come back here in a second. Chuck it up, sports. Jalen Hurts may be one of the most 
unpredictable quarterbacks in the NFL. And I mean that in the best way. Absolutely. Chalk it up sports, dead on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, Zeus, Jalen is fun to watch. He is fun to watch. Lamar Jackson's fun to watch. Lamar's fun. Will that result in Super Bowls? I don't know, but 44 and 15 as a starting quarterback. So you're telling me out of 59 NFL starts for Lamar Jackson, he's won 44 of those games. That's remarkable. It's like the sixth winningest, highest percentage of wins for a quarterback in NFL history. He has 44 and 15. 44 and 15. Unreal. Joshua says, Sills, I would get Hunt. The less Jalen has to run, quarterback sneaks, the better injury-wise. Joshua, and what you do there with that is you extend his career. Can I tell you guys one of the greatest things that Mike Shanahan ever did for John Elway? Think about this, and this is the difference between Elway and Marino. As John Elway got older in his career, what became the most important thing that Mike Shanahan and the Broncos did for him? What did it, what happened? They got Terrell Davis. And they landed on Terrell Davis. Do you guys know who Terrell Davis is? You know Terrell Davis the Bronco, but you don't know Terrell Davis the Georgia Bulldog. Did you even know he went there? Terrell Davis went to Georgia, and the coach hated him. Never played him. He was in and out of the lineup. Wasn't really anything really special at Georgia at all. I think he was even a late draft choice. The coach hated him. Herschel Walker has told me he's apologized to Terrell Davis for the way that they handled him at Georgia. Just terrible. And all of a sudden, he gets, do you know what? They were going to cut him. His fight, get this, he wasn't even going to get on the airplane. They were playing in Japan or something. I think against the 49ers, the Broncos. And Mike Shanahan goes, don't leave. He goes, man, it's not happening. I'm not going to. He goes out there and makes a whole bunch of plays, special teams. They keep him. Three years later, he's a 2,000-yard rusher. Saved John Elway's career or extended John Elway's career even more. Changed the whole dynamic of Alex Gibb was brought in on the zone-blocking offensive line. Those guys were never like 300-pound guys. They were 280 guys. It was zone blocking was created and off to the races they went. Elway didn't have to carry the mail any longer running because Elway was a dual threat guy too. He could run, he could throw. And once they got Terrell Davis in the building, changed the whole dynamic for John Elway. And that's why he won those two Super Bowls at the back end of his career. And if they would have done that under Dan Reeves earlier, John may have won more Super Bowls. Okay. Elway got two rings. Big part was Terrell. Absolutely, man. They changed the whole 
complexion of that offense because of that. Okay? Terrell Davis is not why they have two Super Bowls. The system made every running back look good. That's your opinion. Terrell Davis is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. How many other, how many other outside of Floyd Little back in the day who was a non-factor during the Elway era? How many other running backs with that system went to the Hall of Fame? And by the way, Terrell Davis is a modern-day Gale Sayers because he didn't play that long. So your notion is wrong. One Hall of Fame back. There's no other Hall of Fame back. He's going to the Pro Football Hall, or he's in. What other, what, other, what other Hall of Fame back did they have? Well, you know, they had a bunch of good, they have, but they haven't had Terrell Davis's. I don't remember 2,000-yard running backs. Mike Anderson and Orlandis Gary. Dudes. Terrell Davis is a Hall of Famer. You're mentioning dudes. And by the way, those guys didn't win Super Bowls. Terrell Davis did. You're missing the point. Well, they were successful running the ball. I'm talking about winning the Super Bowl. Floyd Little played back in the day. Um, He was not a part. He's the other Hall of Fame running back in Denver's history. They've had two. Floyd Little and um, Terrell Davis. Those were your Hall of Fame running backs in uh, in um, Bronco history. I can't think if there's anybody else that's ever played there that was really anywhere in those two guys. Floyd Little is a former Connecticut guy, too. It's why I know him. He's from Hill House, Connecticut, and he went to Syracuse. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think Floyd Little was after Ernie Davis, if I'm not mistaken. And I think he was the second guy or the third guy to wear 44. That was Jim Brown's number. And he won an MVP as a running back. Hey, you know what, too? Chalk it up, sports. Terrell Davis, is he the last guy to win the most valuable player award? Or maybe I think it was Adrian Peterson that won the MVP. Yeah, Terrell Davis is not a system running back. (laughs) Terrell Davis was part of the development of that system. I'm delusional, right? Orlando Scary, Terrell Davis. Sounds right. (laughs) That's like saying Cooper Rush and... Roger Staubach, you know, they played in Cal, they played in Dallas. They're part of the same system. <laughs> yeah. Okay, dude. We'll agree to disagree. How's that? That always pisses people off more because it ends the conversation. Hey, Steven, real quick on that. I'm getting recruited by Syracuse, right? I've, I've told some of you this. I'm getting recruited by Syracuse. Norm Gerber who was recruiting for Dick McPherson back in the day, who was the head coach of Syracuse. And I played like linebacker, defensive end. And I was a center, believe it or not. I was a center. You always put your best athletes or your strongest guys or what have you at center. And I played center and I was like an outside linebacker, defensive end, and I freaking killed dudes. And so Norm Gerber comes down and goes, 
They had a guy, Tim Green, too, up there at one time. And Tim and I were getting recruited. And I know Tim. Tim's from New York. And so Norm Gerber used to sit in my driveway. Dan, you know, you got to take a visit to Syracuse. I did. So I went up. I, I, took, a, I took a recruiting trip to, um, to Syracuse. And um, <laughs> Norm Gerber goes, Dan. We're going to give you the legendary number 44. You're going to give me Jim Brown's number. Yes. We're going to give you Jim Brown's number. I said, Norm, how many dudes have you offered that to? About 28. (laughs) I went, hey, I'm going to take the recruiting trip now because you're being honest. I wasn't going to go. I was like, I don't know, man. That's not kind of Syracuse inside the care. I don't want to play like that. They were decent, but they weren't great, but it was close to home. And I was like this, I go, no, I go, how many guys have you offered number 44 to? And he goes 28. And I go, okay, well, I'm going to take the trip, but since you're being honest, I'm going to do it. Okay. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Coach McPherson, one, I go, okay, I'll beat her. I'll beat her, okay? It was my last trip, too. I scheduled. I said, all right, shit. I went to Ohio State and Maryland, Miami. I went to a bunch of places. Pitt, I went to. So I had a BC. I had to take it. I had to go up there. I go, okay, man, I'm going to do it, man. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Hassan Reddick. Woo! Can't wait to see that dude playing with Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn's going to make him a better ball player. Maybe he'll get off the bus more now. Quinn's going to make him get off the bus. Okay? Quinn's going to make him get off the bus. You know, this guy just sometimes, you know, he gets a happy meal. He doesn't get off the bus. He forgets, you know, Hassan. Hassan, ready. Okay? Hassan. Uh, I'll hit on that. Impact of Robert Quinn this weekend. What will it be? Also, week eight of the NFL. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. 
It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. Over the last 17 years, we've built a reputation of growing award-winning teams across the country. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. Two National Football Show. Big Sills in the house. Appreciate you guys being in the house, too. Please hit the like button. About time the Eagles got a pass rusher. About time they got an edge rusher instead of Hassan Reddick. Wait a minute, Sills. He was the defensive player of the week. Daniel Jones was the offensive player of the week. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know? I don't know. <laughs> Come on, Sills. Hassan's a button. Yeah, okay. I know he gets off the bus every day, every night, whatever, man. Wait, are you an Eagles fan or Bucks fan? Pancake, neither. I don't root for teams, Pancake. I love fan bases. Eagles, Bills, Steelers. I like those fan bases. Chicago. <laughs> Hassan Reddick, baby. Yeah. Get off the bus. Watch this guy have three sacks against a shitty Pittsburgh D-line and everyone go, see, Sills, he's back. I'm like, I know. This guy dominated the Washington Commanders and the Steelers. Congratulations for nobody. <laughs> Sills likes the Cowboys. No, I played for the Cowboys. Seals is a foosball fan. <laughs> I do like Waterboy. One of the greatest movies of all time. Should have won an Academy Award, in my opinion, too. Thank you. I myself am a football at-large fan. That's me, too, Colin. You know? I do love what the Eagles are doing, though. Won't lie. 
Seals, give me a Matt Nagy. Can't wait to see. Is that guy back in the league? I am a fan of you guys, Joshua. Good and bad. Even Mr. All-Around Autoports. You're a hater. <laughs> is he back with Andy? Is he? Is Matt Nagy back with Andy in uh, Kansas City? I didn't know that. Okay, thank you, Brandon. Okay, so he's back with Reed and... Uh, dude, he's a pretty good coordinator. Okay? Matt Nagy! I know, man. He's all right, you know? Hey, all I'm saying is, dude, Hassan, get off the bus this weekend. It's Pittsburgh. Stack game. Show me what you're made of. Robert Quinn is going to do it. That's for damn sure. Robert Quinn, dude, can he jumpstart jump Josh Sweat? Is it, is it Josh Sweat or Keith Sweat? I'm thinking it's Josh. Dude, your face is almost ready to go on to the Dan Cilio milk carton. That's a place you don't want to be. Because that's missing persons. Okay? That's the NFL Big Sills milk carton. We should probably do a segment of that each week. Players that are on, oh, dude, don't ever get to the Big Sills milk carton for missing persons because th- that's not a good place to be man okay <laughs> key sweat man dude you're this close to getting on the big sills milk carton have you seen this guy please call 1-800 jacob sports and notify big sills have you seen Keith sweat or josh sweat whatever the hell he is okay we, I, th- I think we're going to have to have a segment every week. Eagle players and NFL players that are on the big sales milk carton. Missing persons. I hate to do it to you, man, but we may have to do this. Hey, what, what, what do you think? A big sales missing... Hey, 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 chalk it up sports. We'll do a missing persons. Like a key, key sweats just about, right? He's, he's on that list now. Key Sweat. Sills, Key Sweat's the singer. Oh, yeah, right. I forgot. We got Josh Sweat. Is that his name? Dude, when I start forgetting your name, that's not a good thing. (laughs) Sills, what is your Florida Gators-Georgia Bulldog score? Don't ever talk to me about that game ever again, even though I have to bring it up a little later. Josh Sweat, Key Sweat. Same dude, as far as I'm concerned. Make it last forever. Make it last forever. <laughs> Make it last forever, Josh. Can you play f- freaking 60 minutes of football for us? One game. Just one game. Monty Python. Right. Whoa. Look at you, Forte. Actually, you have more creativity than Jonathan Gannon. Very nicely done with Python. A Python reference is always welcomed here. On the National Football Show with Big Sills. Okay? Always welcome a, 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 a Python reference. Michael, what's up, brother? How about Jonathan Gannon? Stop talking, taking lunch breaks in the second half of the games. Jonathan Gannon, I think, may be on the milk carton next week. Have you seen this face? If you have. Call the Novacare Center immediately. 1-800-CRIME-STOPPERS. 
He's Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles. Have you seen him? We haven't seen him for six weeks. Call 1-800-CRIME-STOPPERS and the NovaCare Center. Immediately, all calls will be answered by Howie Roseman. Big old picture of Jonathan Gannon like this. <laughs> he sweat. He's next. That guy has a shitty game against that shitty O-line. He sweats going to be on the milk carton. Or Josh. World Series, baby. Mr. October, hang in there. Win the game, then I'll start throwing that around. Bryce Harper doesn't get Mr. October. Mr. October's got five World Series titles, 357 batting average, 27 World Series games, 24 RBIs, and 10 home runs. Not in postseason, but in the World Series. Reginald Martinez, Buck Jackson, from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Is Mr. October? You could name that freaking award after him. Bryce, stand in line. Everybody's been trying to steal the Mr. October moniker, but it, Reggie's Twitter handle is Mr. October. <laughs> hey, you know how Wayne Gretzky has the great one? Reggie has Mr. October. Woo. The Reggie is 755 slugging. 1,100 on-base percentage in 27 World Series games. I think that guy's Mr. October. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Xander asked me, what, what's, um, what's, what's Robert Quinn going to have an impact on with Keith Sweat? And I said, I don't know yet. I think he's going to have more of an impact on Hassan Reddick. What is... Chuck It Up Sports says, what does the World Series do for Bryce Harper's legacy? World Series win and an MVP in Philly. One of the greatest Philadelphia Phillies that ever played a game. I think the Phillies did this, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. They lost to the Yankees in 50. Um, they won the title in 80. They lost it in 93. They won it in 08. I think that's how it went. I think in Philly's history, not counting the athletics, if I'm not mistaken, I think team in Philadelphia has won the World Series twice, if I'm not mistaken. Reggie was spectacular. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Here it is. Jonathan Gannon, there's the milk carton. Have you seen this man? This is the new segment we're doing. See the milk carton segment? If you're a missing person, Jonathan Gannon stands about 6'1", 114 pounds. I'm guessing. (laughs) Where's the size? Five foot? Guessing. But I don't know. Looks to me like he's a size six. (laughs) Men usually don't have a size six foot, but hey. Have you seen this man? 6'1", 125, a size six foot. Very small hands like Trump. How you doing? (laughs) He's very uncreative. And on top of that, 
He's been questioned on his whereabouts in games, especially in the second half of games. All of a sudden, he shows up and he's at parties. And in the second half of games, Jonathan Gannon's nowhere to be seen. And then the milk carton has to come out. Look at the. So if you've seen Jonathan Gannon, 6'1, 125, size six foot, zero creativity in the second half, call the Novacare Center. 1 800 help me. 1 800 help me. Help me, help me. <laughs> Gannon needs to take angry pills. No, Sydney. Uh, Jonathan Gannon probably has to be tied to a chair, put in a dark room, and whipped for a while. <laughs> Maybe that'll make him tough. I don't know. I mean, you know what I mean? I'm, I, make him a little bit mad or something. I don't know. Take his Cheerios away. Oh, wait, that's Rob. <laughs> 1-800-HELP ME! HELP ME! <laughs> oh, man. Dude, that guy's face on a milk carton is classic. Oh, dude. A high chair? Yeah, because his little feet dangle. He's a little guy, too, isn't he? Size six foot. Jonathan Gannon. Oh, man. Zero creativity in the second half. I don't know what he has impact on with Josh Sweat or something, but we'll see, man. Or Keith Sweat. Is it Keith? No, it's Josh. Okay, yeah, I don't. Bro, you've so let me down. I thought you were going to be a, a, a three-down D lineman. Eh. You know? <laughs> Wade Bog sucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so his feet dangle. Yeah, he, you know, when I have the coaches' meetings, Jonathan Gannon sits in a high chair and his little feet dangle. What do you think we should do with John Sweat? Or Key Sweat? What do we should... What was he do? He's probably got a little squeaky voice, too. <laughs> That's right, 83 to the Orioles. That's right. If I'm not mistaken in that 83 series, Greg, am I right when I say this? Um, Were the Phillies up in that series, or was that the Pirates series? No, the Pirates were down to the Orioles. The Pirates were down to the Orioles, and they came back. Yep. Yep. Gannon is like big sills. No creativity in the second half. Same shtick. Shtick? I have a shtick? Oh, well, my wife would say that. I don't. Good night. Monday through Friday, three to six, try to veal. <laughs> if Gannon could be a DC, anyone can be a DC. <laughs> I think Shane Steichen's actually done a spectacular job. He's 15 and four since he's become the play caller. Okay. He really, I think he's done a fabulous job. Okay. At least Keith Sweat has a radio show to fall back. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan Gannon has a milk carton to fall back on. Yeah. Let me get to the um, week eight ball games with predictions. Okay. That game last night, how many people think the Buccaneers are going to bounce back? Xander, I think you think he's bouncing back, right? You think Brady's bouncing. By the way, this affects the Eagles. Do you think that the Buccaneers bounce back with Brady? 
do they bounce back? They're three and five right now. They're not out of it. Brady will be in the playoffs, according to Xander. Do you think the Buccaneers get back to the playoffs? Greg says no. Just th- this is Gannon in the high chair. Too many injuries to overcome. I agree. I think the Bucs are cooked. Too many injuries. Yeah, Shaq Barrett getting hurt. He's out for the year. Dude, that is. Dude, the only people that showed up in that game last night for the Bucs defensively were Villanueva and Shaq Barrett. They're broken. Too many injuries. Man, I hate to, Dude. Hey, Xander, I can't believe I'm going to do this. I think the Bucs are cooked, too. I think the Bucs are cooked, man. I, look, their entire old line's almost out. It, doesn't it look, just by the body language, that they've quit? It's just the body, even Brady's, last night, Brady not throwing tablets or getting upset, too. He knew the next day it was going to be public that he was going to have his divorce official. Boy, that's it looked like a broken man last night. Brady looked like a broken man last night. Then they both put out their statements, uh, Giselle and him today. Man, he's a broken dude. My personal side feels for him. My professional side is, hey, man, what the hell do you want from us? Eagles shouldn't feel sorry for him. Look, the players respect Brady. There's not a person on the planet who doesn't respect Brady for his resume. But again, at the end of the day, this is about going to work every day. Everyone goes to work with issues. Unfortunately, Brady's issues are public, and it's so uncool. But that's why you make the big bucks, dude. That's why you're Tom Brady. Right? Jesse says, Sills bet now that Brady is single. He won't retire. Yeah, because it's his true love. Okay, it's his true love. Dude, when you're a football player and you get to that level, the amount of sacrifice that you, the 23 years of football that he's played professionally, collegiately, high school, the hours of preparing, that's your true love. You put more time into football than your family. You put more time into that thing than anything you've ever done in your life. Just to divorce it, you got to understand something about leaving football. It's it, it it's the longest relationship any man has ever been in. He's known Giselle for 13, 14 years. Brady's been playing football for almost 40 years. What do you think his true love is? His wife? Should be, but it's not. And it never is. You leave pieces of your body all over the country. You leave pieces of your spirit all over the country. You think you could just take a switch and click it? See, when you guys watch the hard knocks and a head coach goes like this and he flips that switch up and your career's over, think about that. Most people have a transition time getting out of relationships, um, being fired at work is probably just the equivalent. But when someone goes like that and it's over, it's over in the blink of an eye. And all the years that you putting into that, you know how hard it is to leave? 
It's crippling. And Brady has put so much of his kids' time, his wife's time, his personal time, his mom and dad. His mom was sick with cancer. Brady didn't have time for her. Think he'd just walk away from that? Brady walked away from his marriage. That's not a shocker to me. That's not a shocker. It's troubling, disappointing, not a good look. Brady walked away from his first chick that he had a kid with. Walked right away from her. Why wouldn't he walk away from this? Brady's more comfortable being in an NFL locker room. Kay Robinson, you have to be selfish. Jalen Hurts is being selfish right now. He's focused on one thing. You know what that is? Being a football player. You lose a piece of yourself when you have that kind of laser focus. Nothing else around you matters. Do you think anything else around Jalen matters? Jalen's worrying about winning against Pittsburgh this weekend. Do you think there's some woman or some some event that he's thinking about doing or some business deal that he's thinking of doing? No. He's thinking about Mike Tomlin, and he's thinking about Brian Flores, and he's thinking about all those defensive coaches like Carl Dunbar over there in Pittsburgh that are putting a game plan together to try to wreck a dream of his that he has. Jalen Hurts knows this. This game against Pittsburgh this week is another step. It's another step in the bag of money. And all the dreams that he's ever had. Can you imagine? Let me let me let me let me put this to you guys in a better way here. What Jalen Hurts is doing will erase Alabama. It'll erase Alabama. Has to be the most difficult thing that's ever happened to Jalen Hurts' life so far. Being called into Nick Saban's office. We're going with Tua. This guy was the SEC player of the year. Got his team to a national championship game. And to have your head coach sit you down and go, to be pulled out publicly in front of the world, that had to be one of the most embarrassing things in his life. Had to be. Had to be. Alabama people don't remember Jalen Hurts as pulled in the big game. We remember him as a 26-2 and record and only freshman starter ever under Saban. Hmm. Unfortunately, when you're a player like Hurts and Brady, you remember the losses and the heartache more than you do the successes because those are the things that drive you. 26-2 and at Alabama for Jalen Hurts doesn't drive him. Being pulled drives him all the successes that he's had at Oklahoma and Alabama that's not what's driving this kid okay what's driving him is being publicly embarrassed and yanked out of a game for another freshman trust me you think this guy's thinking about anything and 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 when you're that guy like that You're driven. You're driven. That's why he shows up with suitcases now or briefcases. 
What do you think's in the briefcases? Tablets, game plans, tendencies, motivational things to remind him of why he had to throw wood on the fire. Do me a favor one day. Go back and watch Michael Jordan's acceptance speech into the Hall of Fame. Jordan didn't talk about his successes. He talked about what drove him. Michael Jordan not making the basketball team in high school. Them keeping someone else. He said that drove me like no one's business. When he got to North Carolina, there were other guys who were recruited ahead of him. I was like, well, this guy ain't better than me. Jordan looked for all those things to throw wood on the fire, fuel on the fire, to keep him going and motivate him. That's why when you watch Jordan and that last dance thing, half that shit that drove Jordan, he made up in his own mind. Oh, really? Gary Payton thinks he can guard? Gary Payton never said that. (laughs) Oh, I see. Clyde Drexler thinks he's... Clyde never said that. Clyde never said that. But Jordan made all that shit up in his mind. Dude, and when you're... You want to know something, too, between us? When you're a guy like that and you're that driven, you're an asshole. Because everything around you doesn't matter except what's in front of you. You've got these blinders on right now and you don't see anything else but the finish line. What about your personal relationships? I don't care. What about your family? I don't care. What what, what about your health? I don't care. Then you watch the young guy on the other side. Look at Lamar. Look at that story. I'm playing against Brady. I'm going to put Brady to sleep. Sorry, got to do it, but beating Brady matters. Now, some would say this. It's like beating Ali when Ali was 40. And you're Michael Dokes. You know what I mean? Michael Dokes beating a Muhammad Ali late in his career. I don't know. Or Marciano beating Joe Lewis late in his career. I don't know. But still, last night, that guy put a show on, especially in the second half to carry his football team. They're not playing all that hot. They ended up winning 27-22. But I believe they're 5-3 and three now in the season. Shit, in today's NFL, that's a great record. Okay? All football players are selfish? They sure are. They sure are, man. You're egotistical, you're maniacal in how you do things in your life. Everything's about you. And all your family hears you doing is talking about you. I got to train today. I got to go here next week. I got to be here this. I got to do that next week. Hey, let's not forget too. We have an event. We, you're always talking about yourself. Shit, man. You know, one day I got to tell you this. I was I was talking to my my daughter one day. This was years ago. And I was talking to my daughter and I lost my train of thought. My daughter goes like this. Well, dad, I'm sure you'll come to you because you're talking about yourself. Stopped me in my tracks and went, Jesus. <laughs> it's a horrible thing you get when, when you're a football player and that's been your whole life. Jeremiah says, LeBron is great at both. Not really. 
He is four and six in finals. He's done the best he can to balance it. I agree. LeBron has balanced it better, but LeBron's not the winner that Jordan or Tiger or Ali were. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. He's not. He looked, see, LeBron has a tendency to look up, which, you know what, at the end, I don't know what's right or wrong. I'm not saying LeBron's wrong. I'm not. But the guys who don't look up and are laser focused and have their head down, Brady, how can Brady be happy? Brady's now, get this, look at where Tom Brady is right now. He's in the same conversation now with Tiger. Ali, Michael Jordan, all these guys have been divorced, kids out of wedlock, putting their careers ahead of them and others in their lives. Brady's Brady's no different. You think Tom Brady's happy right now? Tom Brady's had the onion pulled back a little bit on him. He's not a happy man. I, I I was listening to that podcast that he does with Jim Gray. I've missed 23 Thanksgivings, 23 birthdays, 23 years of funerals. But this is all self-inflicted. Tyson. I think Tyson's becoming happier in his life. Okay. All those guys have something in common. Their personal lives at times have been chaotic. Okay? Okay. Xander, but that's part of what I'm saying. Xander saying this, Brady isn't out to be happy. That's what people don't understand. Okay? Well, don't be shocked then when he has a divorce or people feel sorry for him because this was inevitable. Brady's relationship with Giselle was never going to last. I said it years ago, and I got hammered for it by my bosses. I said, it'll never last. That You know, they're all hugging, and everybody's all excited at Patriot Games. I'm like, bro, as he gets closer to the end of his career, that relationship won't last. Football will last longer than Giselle. It did. Boxing lasted longer in all of Ali's relationships. Tiger Woods' marriage, golf lasted longer. Michael Jordan, basketball lasted longer. 
when you see these guys like this and you see these laser focused dudes, they all have something in common. They sacrifice their personal lives. And it's not, you're right. It's not about being happy. Well, don't be shocked when divorces happen in their lives because it's inevitable. It's inevitable. I, I, I dude, I remember going on the air. I think I was in Miami. I said, Tom Brady will never in a million years be married to Giselle by the end of his career. Everyone's like, oh my God, they love what I'm like, never, ever will it last. And I was, and it's, dude, I'm not happy. I'm right. There's kids involved here. Look, GT, you're right. These guys are cutting up billions of dollars right now. Yeah, but still, you know, peace of mind, mental health. You pay a price for it. You pay a price. Predictions. Week eight of the NFL. Let's get to them. Denver at Jacksonville. Here's another guy. I actually have the Jaguars upsetting in London, the Denver Broncos, and Nathaniel Hackett will be fired on the plane flight home. 26 to 20. Russell Wilson believes that he's a rock star now and he's a musician and a bona fide personality. And what's happened to him is, is that he's no longer a quarterback or a football player. I don't need to know you're doing jumping jacks on an airplane guy. Go out and play on Sunday and win a ball game. Nobody's happy with what you're doing in your career right now. Seattle made the right move. They didn't want that shit any longer in their locker room. Pete Carroll was right to get rid of that. Russell Wilson started infecting Pete Carroll's locker room with his personality or one he thinks he has. Okay? Imagine this. Geno Smith has actually got Seattle looking better than they have in three years. It was just winding down. And he wore Pete out. You know, Pete Carroll's tied with, I think he's tied with Bud Grant, who's in the NFL Hall of Fame. He's got 167 NFL victories as an NFL head coach. Pete Carroll's going to the Hall of Fame. He's a Hall of Fame coach. And he had enough of it. Had enough, he says, I'm out. Do I think the Jamal Adams deal that them surrendering all those picks to the Jets accelerated it? Yes, I do. I do think that. But end of the day, man, it was time to move this guy. And he is a train wreck right now. Can he turn it around? I've never seen a guy fall on his face quicker in my life. The only guy I've ever seen shit the bed the way he has Tyson, man, mm. I got Doug Peterson winning this game. Arizona at Minnesota, 28-21. Now listen, DeAndre Hopkins is back for the Cardinals. This is going to be one of the more entertaining games and one of the games that you got to keep an eye on this weekend too. Because Hopkins coming back, 
Hopkins came back already. He's back, okay? But now he's got another week under his belt. And you get Hopkins now part of the offense even more so. I still got Minnesota. Minnesota goes to 7-1 and one on the season. Wow, does that look like a great victory now for the Eagles. Carolina at Atlanta. Who would have ever thought that after this weekend, the Atlanta Falcons would be in first place in the NFC South? They beat Carolina 29-17. Man, you got to love it for Marcus Mariota. Good for him, man. Congratulations to you, son. You're in a spot right now where people are now looking at you going, huh, look at Marcus Mariota going here. Good for him. I'm happy. I like the kid. Chicago at Dallas. Cowboys, 31-20. By the way, if I were Eagle fans, I would want the Cowboys at their best when I played them Christmas Eve. I'd want them at their best. Keep winning. Keep winning. Let that get better. Then there's nobody saying this. Well, you beat Cooper Rush, Cowboys. This is a whole different deal. Dude, you want to fight the heavyweight champion of the world. Or who people think are. Nobody wants to fight tomato cans to make a name and a reputation. You want to fight the heavyweight champion. You know, this is the one thing that I still have conversations with about my daughter here. I say this to her. She goes, hey, yeah, Dad, we got to play BYU and we got to play Lindenwood, rugby teams and rugby powers. I said, good, I'd like to play them every week. What do you mean? I go, I want to play them. I don't want to play stiffs. You don't rank reputations on beating tomato cans. You make reputations on winning games, big games, beating big teams, big moments. Like, look at Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper's looking for a big moment. You got it. Team has been to the World Series for the last six years. You got it. You've got the stage. Take it. I'd rather have the least amount of resistance. Hey, okay, that's certain people. I like to fight the champion. I want to fight the heavyweight champion. I don't want to fight a stiff. And make my reputation on a stiff. Because I mean, it's like setups. Okay. Hey, Dommy, Dak's seven and three against the Eagles. Jalen's never beaten them. That's a side in the thorn of the Eagles. You ain't beat Dak yet. Okay. He's seven and three against you. Seven and three. You want to fight him. Dak's a bum. Well, I hope he beats him. You haven't yet. When's the last time you beat him? 19? Jesus, four years? Got to start, you know, I mean, you might want to beat Dak. We're almost working on half a decade here. Thirty-one twenty, Cowboys over the Bears. Chicago, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see if they can parlay what they did on Monday night against New England. I want to see what they do. Game could be closer. Miami at Detroit. I got the Dolphins winning 30-27. I think Detroit's going to play hard, but Tucker Viola, man, he's winning ball games for them. 
boy, are the Dolphins going to have one of the toughest decisions to make at the end of the year. Let me ask you this. You know, we've done this with Jalen. Let me ask you with Tucker Viola, the guy who took Jalen's job. If you're the Miami Dolphins and you're and you're Chris Greer, you're Stephen Ross, and you're the new head football coach, do you build your football team around Tucker Viola? Yes or no? Do you build your team around him? Knowing his injury. Um, and by the way, there's precedent. They're moving off of Jimmy G. And Jimmy G has got a tremendous win percentage. What do you do with Tua? And Garoppolo's been to two NFC Championship games. And to a Super Bowl. Can you build your team, if you're the Miami Dolphins, around Tua Tagovailoa? You can't win building a team around Tagovailoa. You'll constantly have that quarterback on IR. One week, two weeks, half a season, six games. How do you build any consistency with that? He's not reliable enough. That's a tough conversation you're going to have to have. Shakir, I do not believe Tucker Viola is soft. In no shape or form do I think he's soft. Lamar going to Miami? Probably. Okay? Probably. But, Dan, that can be the same thing with Jimmy G. It is. That's why they drafted Trey Lance. They drafted Trey Lance just because of that. You got to remember, Garoppolo didn't lose his job in San Francisco because Garoppolo was not winning ball games. Garoppolo lost his job because Garoppolo couldn't stay on the field. Jimmy G's missed quite a few ball games. He's missed quite a few ball games as a San Francisco 49er quarterback. His availability was the one thing that got him knocked out of the room. Trey Lance in no way, shape, or form has shown any propensity to be better at all than Garoppolo. In any game I've seen, I haven't seen it. Sports says Jimmy G's trash. Wake me up when Jalen's got his record. And has gone as far as he has. And has beaten some of the people he's beaten. Wake me up. Your biggest victory right now is over Cooper Cup. Or wait, Rush, Cup, Cooper, Gary Cooper, um, Cooper Tires, Cooper Rush, that guy. That's right. I forgot. Great win. <laughs> Vegas versus New Orleans. Let's keep hoping the Saints lose. Can you imagine if the Saints end up tanking so, so bad that that pick turns into the second pick what if it turns into the first pick in the NFL draft in April? Holy cow. What would you do if that pick goes from four to one? What would you do? What would you do if that you had the first pick? I might not take Will Anderson. I might do this. Hey, man, who wants the first pick? It's in the top five, just as long as I land on Will. I get a first rounder out of that. So I would get a one, make that into another first rounder. 
like somebody talking about Denver. Okay, Denver at seven, right? Then you get Denver's Denver's pick and the pick that Seattle's and yours. You got three in the first round. Then you take one of those first rounders, move back into the top five to get him. <laughs> and you still got two ones. <laughs> so you could get Will Anderson and still have two ones. Good night. Do you take a quarterback at one? No. I'm building a team around this guy. Now our biggest win is against Cooper Rush. No, okay. Dom, who is it against? The Vikings? Okay. You beat Kirk Cousins. Congratulations. Sounds a little better. Your biggest win is against Kirk Cousins. Okay. It does sound better than Cooper Rush. Yeah, I'll take it. Kirk Cousins. Congratulations. Way to go, man. That's a big win. (laughs) Big win. Big win. Kurt Third Cousins. (laughs) Oh, man. No, the Dallas defense. 150 yards passing the playoffs average. Yeah, okay. He's also 47 and 14. Night. Jalen didn't play against Cooper Rush. He played against the number one defense. That's right. That's how you're right. That's how they always look at it. Through that lens. Yeah, that's how they look at it. We beat the Vikings. Kurt plays Kurt played defense. Okay, so your biggest win this year is against the Vikings. No, it's the Cowboys. With Cooper Rush at the helm. Justin Jefferson. Come on, Sills. Okay, the Vikings. Vikings make the playoffs last year? I forgot. No? Oh. (laughs) Oh, man. Sills, you had Cousins top five quarterback in the league before the season started. Top five? I think maybe 10. By the way, let's take a look at Kirk Cousins. See how well he's playing this year. Let's see how Kirk's playing. I think they're six and one, right? Let's see how he's playing. Kirk Cousins stats. Let's see here. Let's see here. He's six and one. Let's see, nine touchdowns, five picks. Uh, not 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 too great. Projected for 42. Now here's hey, he at least is projected to have 26 touchdowns. Your boys projected to have 17 TD passes. <laughs> I'd pace for 4,200 yards, too. <laughs> Who's he beating? He's beating Miami. And he's lost to Philly. All right. Look at that, man. Biggest win. Kirk Cousins. Congratulations. Oh, he had a bye last week. Interesting. Vikings have one loss to yours truly. Amen. (laughs) 34-30. I got the Raiders winning this game. Miami beats Detroit 30-27. New England, I'm saying, is stopping this mess with the Jets. 29-21, the Jets. (laughs) Fireman Ed. (laughs) 
I never I, – I, I hate the Jets, man. I can't stand that team. They always suck. Five and one Vikes are – no, they're six and one, I believe. Oh, you might be right. Five and one? Okay. Five and one, six and one. The greatness of the Vikings. The biggest win of the year for the Eagles. The Vikings. Tennessee over Houston. You know, do you know the Titans now are going to get to six and two? That's a team that won the uh, the bye last year. They were the number one seed in the AFC. There they are again. I thought AJ Brown was a loss, but they've now been able to do this. And you know what? We're getting it done now. We're kind of getting it done now a little bit here. They're now six. They're going to be six and two. I done. Jets win. Fireman Ed. Hey, Seals, what do the Jets have to do to gain your respect? Drop Jody McDowell as a fan. I'm kidding. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't know, man. (laughs) Have a winning season. (laughs) Uh, The Jets, man, you know? See, do you know who Jet fans are if you're from New York? They're the people that, you know, they're like, they're the pretending like anti-crowd. You know, if I'm a Jet fan, you're a Met fan. Okay, the Mets too, right? The Mets. Hey, 69, 73, 86, 2000, baby. Yeah, that's a hell of a network, SNY. <laughs> that's a hell of a network the Mets have. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, 69, 73, yeah. 86, right? Hey, 2000. It built their whole network around them years. <laughs> the Mets, the Mets and the Jets. <laughs> Xander, you want me to take it to the top or do you want me to take a break? I've come to, I, I, hey, I've, I've come to this conclusion here. Big Sills don't need breaks. No days off. No days off. Huh? (laughs) Xander goes, well, we need to, that's how we make money. And I go like this. Yeah, well, I'll give you more value. I don't. The Gigantes versus the Genos. The New York football giants versus the Geno Smiths. Sorry, man. Can you believe this? That dude, Daniel Jones, who was the NFC offensive player of the week. He's going to run his team's record to seven and one. The giants. Who's your coach of the year? Somebody asked me that Brian Dable. It's not close. 
What about Sirianni? Yeah, what about Sirianni? He's probably second. The guy in Seattle's probably third. You told me the Giants would be seven and one with Daniel Jones and that shit box offense. Come on now. <laughs> okay. Wow, Debo Samuel's out for the Ram for the Rams game. We're gonna get to that right now. Yeah, but they got the greatness of Christian McCaffrey now. Okay? The greatness of Christian McCaffrey. Drew goes, the more sills, the better. I'm still taking the greatness of the Paisan. The Sicilian brother of mine from another mother. His last name, look at all the great Italians that end in O. De Niro. Pacino. DiMaggio. Look at that. Cilio. <laughs> Garoppolo. Okay. Look at all those great paisans at end and O. Formaggio. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny, man. Look at all them great Italians, man. Look at that. All end and O. Italian mafia, man. De Niro, baby. Pacino. Huh? Hey, as far as I'm concerned, you end in a vowel. As far as I'm concerned, Moses Malone is a great paisan. <laughs> probably related. You know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> hey, I don't know. He's probably from Sicily. Right? Rizzuto. <laughs> not, 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 not the sauce. Puerto Rico. Sure, they're Italians. As far as I'm concerned, Espositos. All great Italians, man, and you know, they done. Okay? And, and, and like I said, Sammy Sosa, as far as I'm concerned, is also a paisan. Green Bay at Buffalo. Buffalo wins this. 30 to 21. Aaron Rodgers also falls to three and five. Whew. Man. He falls to three and five, too. Then the Monday night game, Cincinnati, Cleveland, the greatness of Joe Burrow, a true franchise quarterback. Unlike someone else we talk about all the time, there's your franchise. You got it, dog. Joe Burrow puts that baby, and they're five and three on the season after starting the year 0 and 2. That's a quarterback. That's what I'm talking about. Look at that. Man. Look at the they're just you know what? When you when when you look at the play of the league though and you really look and see what's gone on this year, Xander, you're right, man. I thought the AFC because of all these quarterbacks they have on that side of the aisle with the conference, dude, they haven't really really been blowing people away too. Outside of Buffalo and Xander brought this up a couple um, days ago. Outside of Buffalo and the Chiefs, eh, probably the team that's playing the best ball is Cincinnati and Tennessee. Last night, I don't know, a little too inconsistent for me a little bit there with the Titans. But I don't know, man. We're going to recap. By the way, I got a little bit of news for you too also on some trade news. Uh, concerning Alvin Kamara 
and the Eagles and also Kareem Hunt. We're going to do that at the top, so I'm going to reset that. A little bit more information on those teams, okay? By the way, Howie's going to be working the phones this weekend. We're going to know more after Sunday's games, too. Big sales, Burrow or Jackson as your franchise? Burrow, by this much. I'm going to take Joe Burrow. Got to take Burrow, man. Burrow's a champ, dude. He's, 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 hey, and Lamar is so great to watch. Lamar Jackson is so spectacular. He is, man. He's so good to watch. I enjoyed watching him, especially in the second half of that game last night. I enjoyed watching him play. He was clearly the best quarterback on the field. Man, Brady was out of it. He's just, I mean, I don't know. Just Jimmy G. Trash said he fold like a lawn chair. Yeah, that's why he's been to two NFC title games. He want to know about lawn chair folding. You had a quarterback for about six years as a lawn chair folder. Let me get that lawn chair. Thank you, Mr. McNabb. <laughs> Here. Here's, he, thank you, Mr. McNabb, for that lawn chair you just folded. Thank you. Shit, you guys had the king of lawn chair folders. <laughs> Here. Here. <laughs> that dude should work at a beach. You should get that dude and send him to Jones Beach down of him, McNabb. He could fold chairs anyway, and he could fold them with the best of them. Talk about lawn chair folders. Here, do, do you guys need a chair? This one's got an umbrella on it. <laughs> Mr. McNabb, can I... Can I can, can I get a lawn chair, please? Sure, let me unfold this. <laughs> what are you doing, Donovan? I'm folding. <laughs> uh, why can't you defend Jimmy D without mentioning another team? I'm not sure what you're talking about. He only plays on one team. He plays for the 49ers. Who's better, Lamar or Burrow? Come on, man. Look at what Burrow's done in a year and a half of football. He took a team to the Super Bowl and the Bengals to boot. The Bengals. <laughs> the Bengals. <laughs> the Bengals. Big Seals used a chair with an umbrella fishing in Freeport, Texas. Yeah, it was called the McNabb Lounge Chair. It was easy. It folded so easy, man. You should have seen this lawn chair. It's got a little beer cup holder. Okay? Got a little beer cup holder. And it's called a McNabb chair. You can get them on Amazon. Real easy. <laughs> I got to take a time out. Please hit the like button. <laughs> Power three. Jason Cole. We'll talk to Jason about all the movement going on in the NFL. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Philly sports fans, I'm Tom Giordano from Pondley Hockey Giordano. First and foremost, thank you for watching the Pondley Hockey Post Game Show. But right now, we're giving away tickets to the World Series. Follow Pondley Hockey on Instagram and check out our posts for your chance to win tickets to all three Phillies home games. Go Phillies and go Birds. Welcome to Pondley Hockey, the largest workers' compensation law firm in Pennsylvania. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, 
We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. Even better, Pondley Hockey doesn't charge a dime until you win. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. And Jeff D. Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D. Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hour three, Big Sills National Football Show. Pull up a chair, final hour. Our boy Jason Cole, NFL Hall of Fame voter and insider, will join us in this hour. I want to show you guys something. I think you're going to um, love this stat here about your boy Nick Sirianni. Another Paisan. Love it. You ready? These are the 2021 head coaching hires. Okay. These are the coaching hires. Urban Meyer, 2-11. David Culley, 4-13. Dan Campbell, I'd eat your knees and caps and shit and do a pile driver and then I'm going to do a suplex off the top rope and kick your ass and you know what I'm going to do. Then I'm going to put you in the Greg Valentine figure four. Four seventeen and one. Robert Saley eight and fifteen. Arthur Smith, Falcons. He's actually doing a good job, man. Ten and thirteen. Brandon Staley, 
I didn't even know he had an above water record. I couldn't believe it. But when you have Justin Herbert, I mean, even your quarterback can like, I guess, win games in spite of their coach. He's 13 and 10. And now, Nick Sirianni, Paisan, 15 and 8. Look at this guy. 15 and 8. How you done? As an NFL head coach. <laughs> Look at all these guys, especially the last guy on the list, Urban Liar. This guy's better than Urban Liar. I wasn't a shocker. I told you he wouldn't make the year. I said when that guy was hired, everyone was like, oh, my God, Urban Meyer, the needed that. Now he's back telling lies on Saturday NFL big kickoff, telling lies. Yeah, you know, when I was a coach over here and I allowed all the uh, the guys to act like crazy men when they were at Florida with 35 arrests and, you know, all the things that went on with my coach beating his wife at Ohio State, you know, all that aside, we won a lot of ball games. That's how Urban Meyer has to talk to people. You know the 35 arrests that we had in Gangsterville, also known as AKA Gainesville? Ah, we did win two national titles. I mean, look, if you compromise your integrity or your morality, I'm your guy. And, and you, you, you know, Zach Smith, my wide receiver coach, who was beating his old lady in his front lawn. We had all those sayings about make sure you respect women. But my, my coach who's related to Earl Bruce, and that's why, you know, I owe Earl Bruce a lot because he brought me into Ohio State. And he used to beat his wife, even though Columbus police knew it. That aside, we won a lot of games at Ohio State. <laughs> you know, th- then the bullshit that went on with the Jags job. He's such a phony, dude. Oh, he's going to get a huge job. Because you know what's going to happen, right? An institution is going to be so much under pressure to win. They're going to go, yeah, but he has a really great record. Like the NFL. Deshaun Watson, man, he's got like 30 people that say that he's sexually, you know, sexual misconduct. You know what? Yeah, but he can play. You know, always that distinction always has it underlined. Yeah, but he can play and he can coach. And what about being a, being a good guy? Who cares? They finished last anyway. Okay? Urban's a lunatic, dude. He is absolutely a lunatic. CB says, Burrow is a stud. A pocket passer, but all around he can't do things hurts Ken. Burrow is a better passer quarterback, but not a better talent altogether. That's a really great question, CB. Who needs more around him to be successful? Joe Burrow or Jalen Hurts? Let's be fair about this. Who needs more around him? I like that topic. Because that's fundamentally a little bit of what you're doing as a general manager when it comes to building a football team. Okay? That's that's actually a great question. Okay? Who needs more around him to be successful? Well, Jalen needs an O-line. So 
So does Burrow. Could Joe be as successful without having Jamar? We're going to find out. Jamar Chase is out four to six, right? Okay, right? We're going to find out a little bit about, well, they do still have T. Higgins and Mixon back there. We're going to find out. Everyone needs an O-line. Yale, you're right. Everyone does need an O-line. Joe can't escape. True. True. But Jalen's not going to beat you in the air. Joe's not going to beat you on the ground. I think it's a philosophical thing. If you still believe in your heart, and the Eagles have always believed this, that's why their wide receivers and their team history has never, outside of a few years, been exceptional. The 04 year with T.O., some Mike Quick years, a couple Deshaun Jackson years. Outside of that, they've been really pedestrian years by your wideouts in team history. Wideouts, not tight ends, wideouts. Remember, not tight ends, wideouts. They've been pedestrian. Okay? You've always believed, in other words, in running the ball. And by the way, take a look at this, for instance. Yeah, like I said, Shakur, 204, that's it. Was it like Owens had a great career in Philly? He didn't. But this is one of the reasons why. Think about it. Why have you been able to dominate the NFC East since 2000? When it comes to playoff wins, because you have that philosophy, you run the ball and you play good defense. Everyone else, I mean, the Giants have won Super Bowls more than you since 2000. They have, they've won two. As a matter of fact, the NFC East is the only division in pro football that every team in the division has actually won a Super Bowl. It's the only division in the NFL that can say that. But the Eagles have dominated when it comes to playoff wins since 2000. Okay, Jeremy Macklin again. Jeremy Macklin is not considered one of the top wide receivers in his era. He was a good player. He's not, not an all-pro wideout. Okay? That's right, Steve. The NFC East believes look – at, look at the Giants. The Giants ran the ball with Parcells. Okay, they, they didn't throw it. Mark Bavaro was a pedestrian numbers guy when it came to putting up numbers. You couldn't even really name their wideouts during that era that they won those Super Bowls. Washington threw the ball, but they were known why? Because of the Hogs. Right? They won it because of the Hogs. The Cowboys under Jimmy, they ran the ball. With Emmett, played great defense. It's that's been a mantra of the division. It's never been really known as an arid out division. I mean, Joe Gibbs was probably the only coach in the history of that division that threw the ball a lot. Guy won Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks. No other coach has ever done that. In NFL history, he's the only coach to win Super Bowls with three different starting quarterbacks. Rippon, Deisman, and Williams. 
three different dudes. Offenses need to be balanced to win Super Bowls. Well, I, 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 they do. But I think what you're doing here a little bit in Philadelphia is kind of, you've take, you're making it more unique. Like I said, I don't think you have the best offense in the NFL. I think you have the most unique offense, which is turning out to be the most impossible offense to game plan against. Very difficult to game plan it against. Jalen Hurts is bit the biggest. Here, what do you think the biggest play that they have in that offense? What's the biggest play for the Eagles? Man, it's Jalen on third down. It's Jalen on third down. Okay, he is an absolute beast. He he he's one of the most difficult things to defend is the way he moves around on third and long. And I think that's, again, what we saw a little bit on Monday night with the Chicago Bears and what they're trying to do now with Justin Fields. What do you think quarterbacks five years from now will look like? Another great topic. Will they look like Burrow still? The league's been that way for 100 years. Or will they look like Jalen? Or... Are you going to try to find guys like Josh Allen? Dude, finding Josh Allen? Don't tell me you knew Josh Allen at Wyoming and Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech were on your radar. Okay? Don't tell me that they were on your radar like that. Xander goes here and says, the, the norm is... Burrow style, but the trend is clearly Jalen style. Lamar Jackson? Again, those quarterbacks don't last long, though. There's not a high window for him. There's not a big ceiling. These guys get beat up quicker. Drop back quarterbacks last 13, 14 years. Running quarterbacks don't. Concussions. Now, they're protecting those guys more. I think you've got to get rid of the old referees, and you've got to get college referees at the NFL level because they do a better job at legislating hits on the quarterback in the college game. I don't like the ejection rule, but I like the way they try to protect quarterbacks at the college level versus the NFL level because there's two set of standards. If you're a drop-back quarterback, you get protected more. If you're a quarterback like Jalen or Lamar and you take off – they. They, they, they call penalties on you like you're a running back. And I, I don't think that's right. I think he's a quarterback. Whether he runs, whether he doesn't run, you need to protect him because he's the face of your league. Nobody wants to see Blaine Gabbert quarterbacking a Super Bowl. Nobody wants to see that. Now, look, the Nick Foles story was great, but I keep telling people this one. Foles was an all-pro quarterback. He was a pro bowler. Wasn't like this guy was just some streetwalker, walked off the street, and he was just a guy who was bagging groceries, and all of a sudden he turned around and there he is in the Super Bowl. That's not who this guy was. This guy made the Pro Bowl before, 26 TDs, two picks. I mean, this guy put a couple years together where you went, this guy's pretty good. Jalen Hurts is not Steve Young. 
Don't kid yourself. Steve Young was one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the history of the National Football League. Okay? And on top of that, he had Jerry Rice. I mean, I'd be careful of that one. Jalen Hurts is not a Hall of Fame quarterback. There's nothing special about the way he throws the ball. Steve Young was special in college and in the pros. Young wasn't drafted because of his wheels. Jalen was. Steve Young was a passer in college. He was a first-team All-American and everything. Then he went in a supplemental draft, the same draft that Reggie White was in. He was drafted ahead of Reggie White. Guy was drafted ahead of Reggie. Sills Rice or Randy Moss? Moss was the most athletic wide receiver in NFL history. Rice is the most complete wide receiver in NFL history. He's the greatest offensive weapon in the history of the National Football League. Jerry Rice um, is the greatest offensive weapon in pro football history. And it's not close. 200 touchdowns. Think about what Rice did in games. For his 20 years, how many times do you think Jerry Rice averaged touching the ball in a game? Four? Four times a game. Over 20 years, four, and he had 200 touchdowns. I don't know, man. (laughs) I have the ball in my hand as an average four times, and I have 200 touchdowns, three Super Bowls, and a Super Bowl MVP. Rice is a tremendous ball player, man. Hurts is RG3. I think Hertz is smarter than RG3. I don't think RG3, I don't think RG3 protected himself. I don't think he thought himself around the field as well as Jalen does. Jalen looks like a professional quarterback already. The way he thinks himself around the game. He's he's a he's a smart dude, man. Jalen Hurts is a smart man. And I mean football-wise. He is brilliant. How he thinks himself around a football field. Truly. Jalen is Alex Smith with speed. I don't like the Alex Smith comparison. I didn't think shit Alex Smith. Like Andy Dalton. Alex Smith to me is Andy Dalton. (laughs) You know, he's like Andy Dalton. You see Jalen Hurts as Andy Dalton. I kind of see Jalen a little better than Andy Dalton. You know what I mean? Alex Smith is Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton won a boatload of games in Cincinnati. He was 11-5 and one year. You know, I mean, I, 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 I don't like the Alex Smith comparison. Look at sports. Burrow lost to Cooper Rush and now no chase. Burrow went to the Super Bowl, dude, in his first full year starting with the Bengals and was a quarter and a half away from beating the Rams. But he lost to Cooper Rush. Okay. Okay. Brady lost to Trevor Simeon last year. And? (laughs) Brady, you know, I mean, Brady lost to Trevor Simeon. Team won 13 games last year. 
breaking. Jalen Hurts just got inducted into the Pensacola Hall of Fame. Way to go, maniac. New Jersey's finest. New Jersey fishing. Jalen Hurts inducted into the Pensacola Hall of Fame. Congratulations, Jalen. Alex Smith is hot trash. Come on, Eagle, man. He was a good football player. Nah, I wouldn't say exceptional. Okay? Jalen Hurts is a young Cordell Stewart. Dude, that guy sucked. <laughs> Cordell Stewart sucked. I think Hurts is more durable than Russell Wilson, who is just less confident in his long ball. Razor, what about the 11 years he played consecutively not being hurt? You're really going to look at the last year and a half ago that he's an injured guy? There was a time Seattle was the was the bell standard and the gold standard in the NFC. I know most of it was set up with their defense. Pensacola Hall of Fame, maniac. <laughs> yeah, well, Sills, he's only 27 years old forever. What have you done for me lately? <laughs> I know, man. I know. Cooper Rush. What have you done for me lately? Well... You've beaten Cooper Rush and Kirk Cousins. That's what you've done for me lately. Sills, what do you think Hurts' college coaches think about him now? Nothing. He won a national championship with Tua. What would make you think that that Nick would think anything else? Tucker Viola's winning games in Miami, too. Tucker Viola was better in college than Jalen especially at Alabama for what they were asking him to do. He was better. Why would Nick have any second thoughts? They ended up winning a national championship with Hertz on the bench behind him. Now, I thought Hertz really did a great job in that Southeastern Conference championship game when he came in and saved the game. You know, people forget that, that run that, you know, he did come in. And have a hell of an SEC championship game. <laughs> Sill said, Cowboys defense, trash because Jalen beat him. I did? Congratulations, you beat Cooper Rush. I told you you couldn't score more than 20 points. It was 20 to 17. If it wasn't for the guy throwing three picks... I'd like to see what that game looked like. If Cooper Trash doesn't throw three picks, okay? That's his new name, Cooper Trash. If Cooper Trash doesn't throw three picks, that dude ended up did, getting game back in Philly 20-17. Wasn't like they were totally out of it. Cooper Trash got him back in it. <laughs> hey, Cooper Trash beat Burrow. On any given Sunday. That's right, man. Look at that. Cooper Trash beat Joe Burrow. So Cooper Trash must be better. <laughs> After we win the Super Bowl, Sills will complain about Hurts didn't throw <laughs> TDs. Probably. <laughs> Probably. I'm mad. I'm not mad at nothing. 
You can't say if he didn't throw three picks, it's part of the game. Maniac, I thought you were putting the uh, banner up for the Pensacola City Hall to welcome Jalen into the Pensacola Hall of Fame. Aren't you busy today? You know, you got to clear off the streets, you know, close up the fire hydrants, you know, make sure there's not enough water on the street there. You know, for the one block in Pensacola, New Jersey there, does it go through Patterson? Not sure, right? Yeah, you go through Pensacola, then Cherry Hill, then Patterson. You know, you got to start in Cherry Hill because, you know, you just got to start there. Then you go over to, then you go over to Jersey, you got to get the bridge. <laughs> got to close the fire hydrants up, bro. Hall of Fame hurts. <laughs> Come on, the Eagles had one arm tied behind their back without laying in there. It's part of the game too, right? <laughs> wow, Brandon. That hurts. Brandon. That hurts. Miami, Middle Tennessee State. That hurts. Why is Hurts getting inducted into the Pensacola Hall of Fame? A a ask... New Jersey fishing maniac, he'll tell you. He said he's going to the Hall of Fame. It's 34 TDs passing a good year for Hertz. He'll never see that. He's got six. <laughs> Was he going to throw for 10 this weekend? He might against the Steelers. He might. I think he was joking, you guys. <laughs> Chalk it up sports. This just in. Really? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I forgot the power of persuasion. Chalk it up. Hey, chalk it up. Really? <laughs> hey, I think Big Seals is kidding. This just in. Wow. <laughs> oh, I love you, chalk it up. You know I do, man. I just build plays devil advocate to keep people honest. He's secretly an Eagles fan. Don't tell anybody that, Troy. They'll start believing it. You have to go through Ken and then the Pensauk and you'll never get all the garbage clean. <laughs> uh, dude, I, I heard Hoboken's getting better though. You know, I, Hoboken's getting a little bit better over there, man. You know? Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm in the Pensauk and Hall of Fame too. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I mean, hey, me too. <laughs> I'm in the Hoboken Hall of Fame with Sinatra. I done. <laughs> That's North Jersey. Thank you, Yale, for giving me a map scope. I needed a map scope, man, to get myself around New Jersey. Because you know why? I tell you this all the time. There's a reason the Statue of Liberty faces the other way, so everybody in Jersey can kiss everyone in New York's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you, Fly. Yeah, I've been around that neck of the woods a little bit. Not saying anything, me being Italian and going to the Jersey side. You don't want to be seen over that side too many times. You know what I'm saying? Luke Costello, thank you, Yale. <laughs> right now, Hertz's closest comp is McNair. Seals don't like when you troll him. He asked them to block me already. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's all good, dude. It's all good, man. It, it is, man. Hey, let's go here with Lamar because it affects Jalen. 
By the way, Jason Cole, Hall of Famer. We're going to talk to him about all these trades. Um, Not so much money. How many years would you give Lamar Jackson if you're Baltimore? How many years would you give him? With that style of play. How many years? Man, he's so good. Man, he's so good. Four. Three. Four. Three years, 120. Man, Greasy, I'm kind of right there with you. Yeah, but wouldn't you go 50? I mean, you're going to have to go 45 or 50. If you're paying Kyler Murray $46 million, you're going to have to give this guy three years, 150 Because remember, he, he wants the – it's about the guarantee. It's not about the years. The years are fool's goal. It's like playing Monopoly. You want to get the guaranteed dough. Now, would he take 150 over three? Can you imagine this? Hey, correct me if I'm wrong, guys. Lamar Jackson's 25. So you're 28. Shit, man, you're just entering your prime. And you've already pocketed $150 million in guaranteed cash, whether you get hurt or not. I don't know. And, it, and, it, and, it, and it, it, your generational wealth is set. God forbid you go on and win a Super Bowl. You're up in three years. The market has shifted. Who knows what pay is going to be for an NFL quarterback in three years from now with the cap. And if he turns out to be everything, a passing Steve Young, this guy may make $60 million, and then you give him that four-year deal. Now you're talking $250 million guaranteed. This guy could pocket a half a billion dollars by the time he's 32. See, to me, I think Dak's got it. I think Dak has a better deal than Patrick Mahomes does. Patrick Mahomes has a 10-year contract. And get this, his base salaries don't really fluctuate all that much. 43, 45, 46, 44. Some of them even start de-escalating at the back end of the contract because it's a team-friendly deal. He does, in the middle of the deal, get up to 50. But why would you want to be tied into a contract that the market is consistently changing on, and the cap goes up at least 25 to 27% every year. Why would you get tied up into a long-term deal? Okay? And the way he's playing right now, dude, you're at Kyler Murray money, and you're probably at Deshaun Watson guaranteed money. You gotta be. Right? I mean, you're 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 talking some pretty big coin here. Just double checking here, just to make sure. I I think we're catching up with our boy Jason Cole here. I'm doing three years for for Lamar Jackson. Three years. 
Yeah. That, that'll be it for a while. <laughs> if he doesn't come on today. <laughs> he don't come on today, man. Then again, I wanted John McMullen anyway yesterday. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, no problems. That feels right to me. Yeah, doesn't it? Dude, go three years, man. Of clutch sports too. If I'm, if I'm, I'm here, look at what Jalen has to look at. Look at the contracts he looks at here. You're looking at Cleveland, obviously. Cleveland is the benchmark. Con- Dude, the best contract by a quarterback in the NFL today is the guy in Cleveland's. It's not Patrick Mahomes's. You're not guaranteed that money six years from now. They could blow that off from you at any moment. They're not, you're not guaranteed that cash. You've already signed your signing bonus money. Okay? Do you really think Patrick Mahomes is going to play out 10 years in Kansas City? I don't know. Have you ever really seen a quarterback fulfill a contract? One of those long-term deals? I've never really seen one. Where a guy fulfills the back end of a contract. Baseball, you have to because they're all guaranteed. These things ain't guaranteed. The guy in Cleveland is going to fill that contract out because they've guaranteed every cent of it. And if not, someone's going to have to pick it up and no one's picking up guaranteed dough with the guy at the back end of a contract. Moreno, there's no doubt when they signed Deshaun Watson, they signed an anchor. And I mean an anchor around the franchise's neck. He better be good. Or you'll pay for that for the next seven, eight years. You better hope that guy. Now, you can defer a lot of the money out today. I get that. You can defer that because of the new CBA. Watson better win a Super Bowl with that contract. He, oh, my God. Chalk it up, sports. You're damn right. Dude, you didn't give a guy $230 million in guarantees to win a division. Okay? You get, like Kyler Murray? Let me tell you this, man. That kid's under huge heat. 46-1? No way that guy fills that contract out. No way. I don't see him as a winner. I just don't. Drew's saying, that's why I'm saying, if Baltimore doesn't, Someone else will. Miami will. Miami is going to bring in Lamar Jackson. He doesn't want to play in Baltimore anymore. He wants to play with Tyreek Hill. And you know what John McMullen said about the Eagles being built for someone else? I don't think that that's the case any longer. I'm not sure John thinks that too still now. But Miami is being built for someone else. And it's not that Tua can't win, because he does. But he just can't be relied on. You can rely on Lamar. And Lamar is from South Florida. It's a perfect fit. He's going to be a Miami Dolphin. I'm 90% sure of this. He'll clearly be there. Hey, Sills, thoughts on Aaron Hernandez. Nick, one of the greatest Connecticut high school football players. His brother also was an All-State player. His brother actually is a friend of mine and coached at the University of Miami. Um, I think he was under the Al Golden staff. If I'm not mistaken, Aaron's brother. Uh, Urban Meyer hit all the shit that was going on when he was shooting shotguns off with the Pouncey brothers at 
Florida. Uh, there were multiple cases of him having misconduct. Why do you think Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft were friends with Urban Meyer? They knew all this when they drafted him, that he was this headache. That's why he went in the fifth round or fourth round, fourth or fifth round. If Aaron Hernandez would have kept his, his mind together, Hernandez and Gronk would have revolutionized the NFL with the dual tight end set. They were on their way. It was undefensible. Hernandez was actually a better pass-catching tight end than what Gronk was. Then they had to revamp it because they were giving you a dual tight end. Um, he was a tremendous football player. I would say one of the greatest Connecticut high school football players, Steve Young, all that stuff, um, uh, Dwight Freeney, uh, Floyd Little, them guys, Robustelli. He was right there. Just great. I mean, that, that dual tight end set that they were putting together in New England was going to revolutionize the league. Marcos, it's a shame that he wanted to be a uh, scumbag. It is because he was a heck of a football player, just a great player. Okay, just a great football player. I apologize about the internet going in and out here. Friday, they were absolutely great. Absolutely. Xander, why don't we take a time out here? Let's take a time out. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Philly sports fans, I'm Tom Giordano from Pondley Hockey Giordano. First and foremost, thank you for watching the Pondley Hockey Post Game Show. But right now, we're giving away tickets to the World Series. Follow Pondley Hockey on Instagram and check out our posts for your chance to win tickets to all three Phillies home games. Go Phillies and go Birds. Welcome to Pondley Hockey the largest workers' compensation law firm in Pennsylvania. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. Even better, Pondley Hockey doesn't charge a dime until you win. If you've been injured at work, give Pondley Hockey a call. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the stakes and the stakes, go to get your parlay on, go to get your party on, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to Ocean, visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. And Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. 
born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Welcome back. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. Football Friday. Should be a great weekend. Also, game one of the World Series is tonight. You know, baseball, I grew up as a baseball fan. I didn't grow up as a football fan. Shit, I didn't become a football fan. Probably till my freshman year in high school. I, you know, I, I liked football. I, I, that's not true. I was more of a baseball fan, though. I quote you any stat on the planet, any trivia stuff, all of that. I mean, I grew up on baseball. Baseball's really lost a lot of their you, you know, you know what Bob Nightingale from USA Today told me about the fan base of baseball compared to what the other sports have. Baseball's average fan is 54 years old. That number has to come down. Has to come down. You just don't really have a lot of really young guys wanting to watch the game. Bryce Harper brings you into that, though. When you see a guy like, by the way, remember when Bryce Harper came into the sport, had the gold shoes and all that shit? I loved it. We have missed so much people like Mr. October or Pete Rose or guys that had great characters. You know, people are now, well, we got to speed the game up. Really? You should let the game generically take care of itself. The NFL doesn't give a shit about its records. That's the difference between baseball and football. You know why the NFL grows quicker? Fans like seeing scoring. Fans like seeing the long ball. Should never, hey, the steroid era was one of the greatest eras in baseball history. You had more fans going through the turnstiles. You had more villains in the sport. Now, You've legislated all that shit out. And what have you done? Now you're talking to guys who are 72 years old or still the baseball writers who still think that they have a vote that matters on keeping guys like Rose out of the Hall of Fame, all the juicers. Why? Guys like Clemens and Bonds are part of the fabric of the sport. See, they think you're stupid. That we have not castrated these guys in the court of public opinion like Bonds and Clemens. You put a guy like that in the Hall of Fame, every fan on the planet's going to go, he juiced. But it makes and creates dialogue and interest. Well, we got to have the sanctity of the game. Nobody in football gives a shit about that stuff. Wide receiving records, quarterback records, those records are all gone because of the way the game has changed. And for the better. Okay? For the better. I love the steroid era. Juan Gonzalez, Sosa, McGuire. Shit, man. I used to stop and w- watch what I was doing when McGuire would come up to the plate. There's a juicer. And? 
what are you, a moralist? Oh, there you go. That's right. Everybody's a moralist. You know, I always ask people this question. If you could make $15, $20 million a year and you would be a baseball Hall of Famer, would you take five years off your life to take steroids? Yes or no? Would you? Five years off your life. Make $200 million. Go to the Baseball Hall of Fame, Football Hall of Fame, what have you. Would you do it? Not me. I believe in the sanctity of the game. No. Really. <laughs> okay. It's your moral decision. That's why there's more people in the stands than on the field of the diamond or the ice or the basketball court. Because players do make those decisions. Growth hormone, steroids, other enhancements to get your body into a right place, creams, Balco. Those are the choices athletes make. Let me ask you this. So when a player's playing football and he takes a cortisone shot, is that performance enhancing? Without the cortisone shot, he can't play. But it's for his health, is it? Cortisone shots are the, one of the most deadliest shots you could take for a human body. You know, you're not allowed to take more than one cortisone shot every six months. Players take them every three months. Well, Sills, that's part of the game. Oh, oh, it is. As long as the end of my life, I'm in. <laughs> uh, okay. Set your family up for the rest of your life. Take some steroids and you're a Hall of Famer. And have generational wealth. I ask that question to people all the time. You should hear the responses that I used to get on the air. I would never do that. Oh, okay. You were given the chance to be Bonds and make $500 million. You wouldn't? Robert, it's common sense. Of course people would do it. 90% of the people on the planet would do that. To have one shot at touching perfection, most people would run through fire to have one moment like Bryce Harper. That's why we sit in the sands and watch these guys. The sacrifices they make. That sacrifice, too, that comes with it. That's behind the curtain a little bit, though. Not supposed to talk about all that shit. Troy goes, of course I would. Yeah, Troy, because you're looking at this. Fame, fortune, success, and your family set up. Dan, let's trade two number ones for Henry. I don't think Tennessee's in the market for that right now. <laughs> you, would you trade five years of your life for generational wealth? Who in their right mind wouldn't? Harper came through big time? Yeah, that's a funny comment. Harper came through 
big time. What's Harper done? What's Harper done? I'll tell you what he's done for me. He's won a regular season MVP. He's carried his baseball team to the brink of changing his resume. Okay? Changing his resume here. Let's get a couple minutes in here with my friend Jason Cole here. Let's change gears here a little bit. Jace, how you doing, brother? I'm how great, you doing, brother? Man. How are you? Fantastic. Jace, a couple questions here for you, I'm my great. Friend. How are you? Hanging in there, man. Yes. Let's do this. Uh-huh. The move of Robert Quinn going from the Bears mm-hmm. to the Eagles is what to you? Oh, rotational depth, which you want to be able to bring six, seven, eight guys um, to the party when you're trying to to win playoff games. Um, you got to get to the quarterback as much as humanly possible. So I think that Quinn is a valuable veteran rotational rotational piece in that. I mean, he may start a little bit, but you know what I'm saying. It's line depth that you're looking at, right? You're looking at as many guys. Who know what they're doing to get after the quarterback as possible. So I love that. You know, for a fourth round pick, um, you know, and I know it's a short term deal, but fourth round pick, you know, you're as likely to cut that guy after one year as you are to keep him. This guy is going to be a player for you, barring, you know, barring injury. And the fact of this, that the Bears are picking up the majority of that contract too, Jace. I mean, he's basically a rental, right? But like you said, I mean, here's the guy, according to NFL stats, that was the most doubled guy. Now with Hassan Reddick on the other side, you've got guys in the middle there like Fletcher Cox. I could see his production picking up. Yeah, look, I just think I'm not worried about – look, everybody wants to measure the numbers. I just – you when you bring another guy into the rotation like that, that's just a professional guy that the other team has to account for, where they're saying, we're worried about him. If he gets five sacks or eight sacks, great. If he gets two, they're still going to have to you know, deal with him and say, we have to at least acknowledge that this is a quality player that's on their line and is going to make everybody better. So to me, you know, getting Quinn is, is you know, high value, especially look, – look, I know why San Francisco went out and spent everything they had for McCaffrey, who they may only keep for – the rest of this year. I think they're going to keep him longer term. I think there's a bigger commitment to that. But I understand what they had to do. For the value that Quinn brings, this is a better short-term value than even McCaffrey, in my view. Um, now, I'm not saying that the 49ers should have gotten Quinn instead of McCaffrey. They had to get McCaffrey to make the game easier for Garoppolo. But for Philadelphia's sake, this is a much better value um, in terms of what the payoff could be. Jason, do you agree the Eagles are the best team in the NFC? You didn't, you didn't finish that question. Do I agree they're the it's, best it's, team it's, in football? Is, are the Eagles the best team in the NFC? Yeah, they're the best team in the NFC right now. I mean, the NFC is a hot mess right now. Um, 
I look, Tampa's no good right now. Now they can turn it around because they've got the players to turn around, but they're no good. I mean, you saw how they played last night. They were awful. Um, San Francisco has all the potential in the world, but they have liabilities at quarterback that they have to make up for, which again is why they got McCaffrey, right? Green Bay is a mess. I don't believe in the Vikings yet. You know, they, I mean, their quarterback doesn't scare me at all. Um, and Dallas in, in the NFC right now. But Jace, we're, we're having, we're having connection issues here. And I just got a couple minutes left before the top of the hour here. One last you question you right for back? you. Who do you think, who do you think turns it around? Or do you think either of these guys can't do it? Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? It's the same for both of them. The problem you have, Brady's got better players around him. He's just got line issues. Rodgers has got a mess that he cre- he created because you got to work with young receivers, right? And he didn't work in the offseason with young receivers. And, you know, now he's got to make up for all that lost time. I think it's really hard for Rodgers to make up for the, the lost time. I think Brady can get there faster, but man, that, that line does not give him any time to process a play. And he's really stubborn about controlling the offense right now. He's got to give up control and let Leftwich go to Arians and say, how do we do this? And let Arians have some influence on what they're doing offensively. Absolutely. Hey man. Hey Jace, I, I, I know we're, we're here at the top of the hour here. So again, I appreciate you spending some time with me here today. Thank you so much. Sorry about yesterday, my friend. We'll no catch problem. up again. Thank Any, you. T- anytime, dude. We'll talk. You got it. That is Jason Cole there, our pro football NFL Hall of Fame voter and our NFL insider there. Yeah, you know, the, the whole scenario with, with Rodgers and Brady, do either of those guys turn it around? Uh, Xander's saying this, um, that he thinks Brady's going to step on the gas pedal and he's going to turn this thing back around again. Look, I think the divorce being behind him now, I don't know. I think you could put that behind you, but I don't know if you could put the injuries behind you. Now you lose Shaq Barrett. I mean, your defense is not playing very well. They got issues, man. And I do believe that they miss Bruce Arians. I think that football team, I think they, I think they miss Bruce Arians. You see, this is what happens when you have guys like LeBron James and Tom Brady have a little bit more control in the building. Would it be fair to say this? That Tom Brady misses Bill Belichick. I know he won a Super Bowl. I do. I know he I know he won it. But he had an alpha leader in the building. I want to show you something here. You think Michael Jordan could have won NBA championships in Chicago without Phil Jackson? Do you? I don't. You think Kobe and Shaq could have won NBA championships? Kobe did. It was Phil, though, right? Could Kobe and Shaq have won NBA championships in Los Angeles? No. How about Auroback in Boston with Russell? Every one of the... How about this? Montana and Walsh. Aikman and Jimmy. Noel and Bradshaw. My point is, 
is that every one of these great players that played in team sports had a great coach. You know why? He was the guy that told them no. What was one of the most important things Phil Jackson told Michael Jordan? You got to stop being a scoring champion. Okay? You got to distribute the ball more. Everyone's going to have a role. But you can't be the... Michael Jordan, when he started winning NBA scoring titles, was great and all. It was great theater in Chicago. When he started putting all that stuff away, he started winning NBA championships. Once they got Pippen, they got role players. Jerry Krause could have been as big a jackass as possible. But at the end of the day, Jerry Krause, Tony Kukoc, Scotty Pippen, Horace Grant, got perimeter shooters and Steve Kerr, John Paxton. He knew how to put role players around Michael Jordan. Then you got the coach in there that knew how to take all the dishes and balance them. Great players need somebody to really say no. Look at Haney with Tiger. Haney was his swing coach. He never won like he did under Haney. Once he left Haney, he never won like that again. He had somebody going, no, Tiger, do it this way. Everybody, in my opinion, needs that guy, man. Spolstra. You know what's funny? You mentioned that um, 85. I think it's more Pat Riley. Riley wasn't letting LeBron take those posses with him on them airplanes like that, like in Cleveland. He wasn't letting him do that shit. No, no, no. You'll get on a team flight with us, and you're on with us. If you're not, you're not with us, you ain't getting on that plane. He never allowed that. That's why that relationship, LeBron was at his best in Miami because he had a guy in the building in Pat Riley. How about Riley, one of the greatest? I love being around Pat Riley. I want to tell you one last story here. Pat Riley, I go, you know, when they closed Boston out, I think it was 86. Riley had the chalkboard. And Riley wrote something down, turned it around, showed the team. I said, Pat, what was that play you drew up at the end there for you guys to beat the Celtics for the first time in a game seven at home in Boston? What was on that? What was on that piece of paper? Pat Riley looked at me. I had him in studio when I was in Miami. And he goes like this. There was really only four letters. I go, okay, what were they? He goes, Will. Will. Do you have the will to win? He's talking to Magic Johnson and Abdul-Jabbar, Worthy. Those guys didn't need a play. He needed a leader. Should be great today. Game one of the World Series. Saturday college football. I mean, there's so many great, so many great games. Um, 27, 27-10. Eagles win over the Steelers. Should be a big Monday. Should be a great NFL Sunday as well. Have a great weekend. God bless you guys. Xander, great stuff as always. We will see you on Monday going three to six. And we'll see you on the flip side.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.